Warning, the opinions expressed on this particular podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the guests alone. They do not represent the army, the police, or anything else. Simply our opinions, no one else's. Thank you and enjoy before I forget. Hey guys, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Anchor.fm. It's the platform that we're using to broadcast our podcast to you. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, kind of like what I'm doing right now. When hosting Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Radio, and tons more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. Best thing you can do if you're looking to start your own podcast is go ahead and download Anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get to our show before I forget. Yeah, definitely not wasting my time, but it's definitely like... Annoying as fuck. Yeah, because you want to, I mean, I've been thinking about it, like you've been saying the conversation was raw and just different, you kind of want to bring that back, right? And there's like, you don't want to lose that passion. And when you keep telling a story, it kind of, it's easy to sort of lose that passion. Yeah, yeah, it loses its edge. And and that was kind of what I was afraid of. Welcome to Before I Forget, it's Tyree and Kevin here, and we have our good friend, once again, back for the first time for you guys, uh, Warren Westling. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, hey, fellas. Um, yeah, great to be great to be on. Um, again. Kind of, kind of a bummer the recording didn't go through the first time, but all yeah. good. I think we're still going to get to a great conversation. You guys make it easy, so I'm not, not too concerned about it. Um, well, we, we try. We give it a, an honest effort. I don't know about honest or effort. <laughs> we, we're, feel, we're present. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what it I is. I feel really good just talking to you guys, honestly. It's great. So, yeah. I mean, we need to do this more often, but it's all good to just absolutely you know, schedule these times and um, make it work out where we can sit down and share our stories, our experiences, and our, you know, both lessons learned and just life and it's a uh, it's a great place to do it, and I, I again, as I said before, I really thank you guys and appreciate you for putting this together. It's it's really cool to listen to the episodes. It's nice to have people on that are smart enough to get their points across, and <laughs> because I tell you what, man, I'm it, out. I, I'm out. Love, we, I love I love all of our friends. I love them to death, but. I mean, even I have some, I have times where I can't explain things that great, so we have to be really meticulous on who we pick for these things because, I mean, we we it has to make sense, and having you on is one of those things that makes sense because you're a big part of our story. So that being said, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, introduce yourself to our guys who don't who don't uh, know you. <laughs> All right. Well, Warren Wessling. Um... <clears throat> Currently live in uh, Washington State, Pacific Northwest. Uh, 
settled here after I got out of the army, 2012. Um, but we ended up buying a house here while I was stationed up here. And uh, I moved away and got out of the army and came back because, again, we owned a house and my wife really loved the Pacific Northwest. I could have done without the rain. <laughs> but, uh, you know, honestly, it's kind of grown on me a little bit, especially because I spend so much time outdoors. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, uh, I want to continue to use myself, but guy. Went to college with a guy in Alaska, you know, guy from Alaska. And he used to be, you know, he used to be like, hey, man, like, like how do you live in Alaska? And he's like, you just don't ever get cold. <laughs> like, what? You just always stay warm. Like, he's like, when it, you know, he just, he's just like, you just kind of figure out ways to, it's the same thing here with the rain. You just, like, once you have, a, figure out a way to, like, work and deal with the rain, it's, it's really yeah. not a big deal. So people make a big deal about shit all the time. Um, anyway, so I live in the Pacific Northwest and, um, you know, um, with my family and, uh, worked for the state of Washington. I was in the army for just shy of 10 years. I came in March, uh, well, my OB, my officer basic course started March of 03. Um, and, um, you guys talked about nine 11 a lot and how it affected kind of where we were and what we did. And, you know, I was a senior in college, just starting my senior year, um, when 9-11 kicked off and, you know, was our ROTC, Army ROTC scholarship and, you know, knew, I, knew where I was going and had been wanting to branch infantry and kind of <laughs> kind of expected what was going to happen, um, mm. you know. But you're, fuck, you're 21 years old. You don't, you know, quote, expect. You don't really know what expect means. You just sort of have an idea of what you think things are going to be. Right. And then uh, that's kind of my quick story. And then we'll talk more a little bit about all the different pieces of it as we go on. Hell yeah, we will. <laughs> you know, you talk about like living in different, like, you know, like you know, him in Alaska or you up in the Pacific Northwest and like, it's just a matter of adaptability. You know what I mean? Like people are like, how can you live True. in the South where it's so humid? I'm like, you just get used to it, man. Like you just find ways to not sweat your balls off, which is impossible, <laughs> but you know, find ways to fucking deal with it. Not anymore, man. I'm from Florida, bro. I can't, I, I like went back February 18. My grandma passed away and I went back the floor. This is February dude in fucking central Florida. And I was running like seven minute, eight minute miles over distance up here. Cause I was doing a good amount of running then. And I went in Florida. I could barely run a 10 minute mile. <laughs> it was so hot. Yeah. I was like oh, breathing, breathing humid air. It was just <laughs> terrible. So I was like, fuck that. I'm going back to the Northwest. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is pretty rough. But, you know, I mean, like I said, you just kind of get used to things. You know? I mean, I've been here you do. my whole yeah. life. But, you know, yeah. <clears throat> like so, my Jeep, my Jeep, for example, like the AC went on on it like in 2019. And I just had been putting off getting it fixed. <laughs> so like in the summertime, I just drive with the windows down and just suck it up. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just heat. No big deal. <laughs> what sort of Jeep was it? It's my it's my 05 Cherokee. Okay, I was gonna say if it was a Wrangler, just take the doors and the roof off. You're good to go. Don't worry about it. I wish Forget I about Wrangler it. Again. Forget hey, about man, it. I want one bad. I want to. <laughs> we have a, 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 a gladiator, gladiator, and my wife has a Sonata, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking get rid of that Sonata so fast if this if this show takes off. Jeep, you motherfuckers, <laughs> slang me a Jeep on the low. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll uh, advertise y'all on the show. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Hey, Hopefully man. We'll be there at some point. 
I'll throw a couple hundred your way just to help you out. With it. How's that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Okay, so it's a deal. I'm uh, you know take that. It's recorded. Continue <laughs> on. Um, so, Walker. what caused you to? Uh, you say you, you wanted to go infantry. Yeah. Uh, be in charge of some crazy killers, but you're a kid yourself. Like, what? What made you want to really uh, go that route? To me, it was the only way to start in the army. Like the naive, I, I've always sort of had a little bit of wisdom ahead of my years. And, and that's not me just saying like that's I've been told that a few times. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I just I, I saw myself at 40 not carrying a rucksack, <laughs> yeah. but but I wanted to carry one. I don't necessarily want to ever carry a rucksack. Let's be realistic. But <laughs> <laughs> right. I wanted to like. Like, it's like, this is the heart of the army, you know? It's like, how do you do anything else in the army without understanding or knowing what the heart of the army does? Yeah, um, yeah field artillery is king of the battle, but the queen, everyone knows on the fucking chessboard that the queen is the most fucking, you can, it has the most options, right? Yeah. And that's true. It's true. It's true with the infantry. And um, you go to a military college, it probably doesn't help <laughs> because then they, they, you know, you kind of learn like you're doing battle. I was doing battle drills as a 18 years old as a freshman because like we were leading battle drills, um, FM 7, 8, you know, that early on. So like mm-hmm. you just get that shit ingrained in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't top of my class. I wasn't even close to top of my class. Um, so I knew but I you were wasn't, there. You were there. I graduated. You were you were in class. You were president. <laughs> I graduated. So, mm-hmm. um, C's get degrees. Hey, whatever. I got a couple of C's there in the way. <laughs> C all it means is C. I made it. C all C. I'm all I can be. Yeah. C. I'm about, C, I'm up out of here. It was <laughs> foreshadowing. C. I. B. And there you go. Oh. That deserves a clap. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> you need some sound effects in the back. I know. Oh, it, it's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. So, so, so this, so the, yeah. So, so infantry for me was the heart, the heart of it. And um, I, I knew I was at the top of my class. So I didn't actually ask straight infantry. I asked to be brand, what's called branch detailed. So as an officer, mm-hmm. you basically say, hey, I'll go through this other branch. This is going to be my career, but I want to go do this thing first. Okay. Um, and so I chose, you know, I did infantry and Intel. Intel was like, cool, that's a cool job. You know, I can do all sorts of nifty things. That seems like a good career in the army. And maybe I can go do some special things like, you know, whatever exists in that realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was what I chose. And that's, that's fortunately what I, what I got, uh, what I got assigned. So, okay. <clears throat> so with, with us, with me personally, when I got down, or when I arrived to basic and I was around other infantry dudes, because, <clears throat> sorry, you know, uh, just like you said, like you pick that job and you're like, fuck yeah, this is, is going to be my job. Mm-hmm. And you see these other infantry guys around. How was the bonding process with those guys uh, at that level? Because we don't know anything about that. We know about the, the uh, enlisted part. But when you get into the officer field, we, we're kind of in the dark, so... It's Explain. a lot more, I think it's a lot more judgy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I feel like there's a, there's a little bit of it. And, and I say that with a grain of salt because like in fairness, like I went to the officer basic course with a ton. So I know I went at a weird time. I didn't go with all the West pointers. Uh, I didn't go the summer after I graduated. Like that's when all the like elite 
top of the class, you know, all these guys that come out of school and they're like fucking 3.9 college. And I didn't even have a 3.9 in high school for Christ's sakes. Like <laughs> I wasn't going to have a 3.9 in college. Like, like I just tried hard, as hard as I could. And then, you know, I just was able to make things work. But so like I ended up with an officer basic course with, I, I'd say almost 90% prior enlisted guys. Okay. So, so that's a plus. So I went to a military school, so I got the whole hazing thing, you know, and, and, you know, let me, you know, for all people who went to Virginia Military Institute, they do not do hazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and also the United States Army does not haze either. Right. We never have, and we don't now, and we never will. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah. Arguably, (laughs) arguably, I really wasn't hazed, like, I, I, like, as far as the definition of hazing goes, but I went through, like, the, like, you're the lowest wrong on the totem pole like i went through that whole thing like what you would do in basic and similar mm-hmm. type scenarios of course you're in college so you, it's different it's just different but um so by the time i got there like i just learned so much from these guys they weren't all prior infantry some mps um and different um kind of like on the periphery of infantry. like you don't you don't branch infantry as an officer <laughs> if you prior mm-hmm. enlisted unless like you really want to be an infantry person. <laughs> like, you know, you usually choose a smarter branch mm-hmm. that's going to like give you a leg up on the way out of the army, like signal or, <laughs> or something else. Um, so you're working with like, I consider it kind of the cream of the crop in a way with the exception of a handful of dudes who get, who get the assignment and, um, uh, they're just not a good fit (laughs) and you end up with some of those guys and you're like you wouldn't survive chemical core like what are you doing in the infantry um so you get a a handful of those guys in the officer uh realm too um but as far as like officer basic course yeah i mean we 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 stuck together i mean it was almost six seven years later and i still was talking to a couple of those guys from across the country we're emailing each other on ako and stuff so there's still definitely a bond there um you go through similar things i mean it's it's 16 months or 16 months sorry 16 weeks four months of training officer base of course um okay and you're in the you're in the field every other week so it's eight weeks in the field eight weeks out of the field so you never really are like you really never have any idea what the hell's going on (laughs) like um so you're in a week of training and then you go out and do those things. And then you're a week of training and you go out and do those things and you're rucking further and further to and from the field each time. So it's, it's a lot like basic in a way. Cool. You're just not getting yelled at and all the stupidity around that. I all mean, it's, that's still there. It's just in a different way. Right. It's just like, uh, <laughs> or is it really like, I, I'm really, I would imagine in uh, how that goes. Like, I would uh, imagine would, the, the stress is probably applied differently. Um, through, through, uh, it's more, more leadership focused. Yeah, I was gonna say more, like more leadership or academic uh, mm-hmm. pressure mm-hmm. to to, yep. to perform because that's gonna be your role from the start. You know, I mean, like you think about that, like yep. you know, pri- privates, you know, you know, young soldiers. Uh, I mean, you got to worry about like you know being able to you know man the machine gun or put rounds on target accurately or walk from point A to point B without bitching too much. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like yep. you know that's that's job number one as soon as you get your unit. Whereas a PL, you know, platoon leader, like your first job is now you're in charge of these thirty dudes that like to bitch about everything. So <laughs> it's <clears throat> yeah. They want you to be good at land nav, obviously. Um, you know <laughs> to cor- to correct wrongs. Um, to also like really understand. I mean. Like you get, you do get into some of the like 
I don't remember all the terms because I've been out almost eight years, but, um, you know, when you have a magnetic compass versus map, you know, declination, that difference, um, just mm-hmm. understanding difference, difference, like again, academic kind of oriented, like how to, the navigation is important. Like, you know, setting the example, you know, being, you know, the last one to, there's a great book out there called, uh, <laughs> it's about Lieutenant Colonel wrote it kind of in the middle of GWAT. Um, how to eat soup with a knife. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had some really, really interesting um, points, the terrorist of stuff, but he, he talked about leadership. I mean, a lot of those kind of books do. He talks about leadership stuff and, um, you know, being the last one to eat, like you can be just as hungry as everybody else, but like, so there's just certain things with set the example and do the right thing, you know, and, and uh, you know, when shit hits a fan, like, be someone that people can look to and be like, what do we do? And then be able to respond, you know, Um, versus, you know, some of the examples you saw in band of brothers, that's just such a fantastic series to, to share both great and absolute abysmal leadership type type things. And, you know, you see on the battlefield when I can't remember the episode, it's like six or seven, but he, he like, he freezes, you know, they're, 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 they're attacking from this tree line. They've been getting fucking blitzed for months with artillery, you know, when they were doing the rounds that explode like 10 feet above the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, you man, know, could you imagine and, being the man? Oh, that, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he leads them across this field and he can't make decisions. It's like, you can't, you can't be in that situation. Like, and you got to learn how to deal with, and you got to figure out how are you going to respond in those situations? Um, mm. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of training you kind of go through. Train as you fight is is real. It's Another real. important thing about that is uh, when when yeah. you do have questions, you have people who know what to do around you. Those mm-hmm. the, that leadership with that experience is key. Well, so, that's part of the what you think about. Um, like it's part of one of the reasons why like uh, NCO boards, promotion boards for enlisted. Um, one of the things they do. One of the things they look for, rather, is when they ask a question, maybe you don't know the answer, right? Maybe you don't have the correct answer, but can you say, answer, I don't know, or, <laughs> but can you answer confidently? Um, you know, yeah, I don't know is, is, is depending on who, who you're talking to, because some people want to hear an answer, right? But like, you know, I don't I don't I don't know the answer to that, but I, I, I know where to find it and I will get back to you. Mm. Um, it's a great answer. You know what I'm saying? Like answer it with confidence, answer. though, like answer it with confidence, because that's what they're looking for when it comes to leadership in the military. Or leadership mm-hmm. anywhere, really. They're looking for somebody that's you know conf- confident and competent, or they yeah. were. Um, that's a whole other thing that I could probably rant about for a while. <laughs> but so, we're, um, I'm sorry. You, go ahead. You almost have to have an an air of arrogance, um, and you have to be able to to set. If we don't talk about this today, I'd love to talk about it sometime with you guys. It just comes out somehow. But like, I'd only been. I've been in the army about four years and I recognized like there are some people that, especially in the officer realm, um, but it's true and enlisted too. I mean, I saw it. I, I wasn't enlisted, so I can't say, but I could, I could see it mm-hmm. was there were some people that could just do the right thing, do good all the time. Like they were just, yeah. just, I mean, just, and those are some of the, like, I, I feel like, and I didn't work under Colin Powell, but I feel like that's the kind of like, these like legendary leaders that you hear about and then they also show up in different ways in the future um mm-hmm. in, in in his case you know um 
you know, his, his political career, like Petraeus had a great opportunity to have a political career afterwards. And look what happened. He mm-hmm. walked around with some journalist, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and, 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 and he, he was a guy that was a, le- he was, he wasn't a legend in the army, but he was kind of like, he definitely had a lot of like good things going for him and, and had done all the right things. Um, and I recognize early in my career, I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy who's going to make general. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not this guy who like, first of all, uniform standards are stupid. Like, <laughs> let me just get rid of <laughs> some of the most basic, stupid things to this day. They still bother me. Like some of the standards we have about some things at work even are just annoying. Um, mm. So I knew that I wasn't in that top percentage. Like I just knew that I wasn't there. That's just not who I was. But I also knew that like, I really fucking. And that to me was what really mattered. So it was like, at the end of the day, if I always do the right thing by my people, like I'm always going to be taken care of. They're going to take care of me. I'm going to take care of them. And then, um, you know, you hear about officers focusing on, you know, uh, the officer valuation report and bullets and, and making mm-hmm. that rank and stuff like that. It's like one of the things I learned really early on, actually, even in college was if you just do what you're supposed to do, everything else takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of my career, that was exactly the case. I just always focused on the people. Um, mm-hmm. And that's weird. Not everybody does that. You know, they have a focus on their career and a focus on, you know, myself. And I, I just, <clears throat> I just wasn't, wasn't that way. But again, I, I saw that, somewhat early on and was able to separate myself that way i think i think uh i mean really i mean I, we see it a lot in the, in the reserves as well is that you know it, higher ups i would say battalion and 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 beyond um they're more concerned generally speaking they're more concerned with metrics um so i'm I, i'm in oh yeah a drill sergeant unit so like one of our big things is we want to be able to track you know uh, we want to be able to uh, uh create you know, new drill sergeants every, I think the number is like three or four per company, which is a lot, right? Because, you know, 12 yeah. is a hundred percent or 15, 15 drills, I think is like a hundred percent or whatever. Mm. So, so we we have this pressure on us to go out and recruit and do all these things. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and basically what ends up coming down to is, 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 is uh, quantity over quality. Um, and that's that's just the best kind of I, I feel like the wrong answer. So like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. somebody at the brigade level can look at um, on paper and be like, oh, Alpha Company has you know uh, fifteen drill or you know twenty drill sergeants that are qualified. That's amazing. But really, you get down into the company, you get to talking to them, you're like, oh, well, only five of them are actually you know worth a damn, and then the rest of them are just kind of like, how did you even? How are you alive right now? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so metrics becomes like a big thing, like, you know, like what they look, that's kind of the thing, right? So like an officer at the battalion level can say, like you talk about OER bullets, you know, an officer can say like, uh, during my, my time with this unit, I was, you know, uh, paramount or whatever, you know, single-handedly assisted in creating <laughs> blah, 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 and set up this one thing. And really all they did mm-hmm. was, you know type of memo meetings <laughs> type of memo yeah and write their own bullets hey if you can claim it claim it right i mean i guess all right so you, you did you brought up something and you said something i wanted to go back to when you said the the general petraeus uh you kind of looked up to him a little bit and then things went yeah, kind of south in his career truth yeah how does that affect you like man this is somebody who i'm like ah this is uh something i i strive for and then he falls 
in a really brutal way in public. Everyone sees them. Yeah, I was a little bit further in my career at that point. I think I was even kind of resigning when that was kind of going on. So mm-hmm. I can't say that that affected me perhaps as, as you stated, but I'd say like, so my second deployment, I was an Intel guy working at division headquarters. And um, I mean, I had to brief them a couple of times. Uh, they had these every three week briefs that came up. They were all VTC because they were in Baghdad. And I would, so I never saw them face to face. Okay. Um, so I had to brief them just this quick thing about we did tar- targeting stuff. So um, taking down terrorists from the division level. So mm-hmm. applying all these assets to find these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we talked about different things. And I mean, I just, I, I had, first of all, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, how did he become the, the leader in all of Iraq? So then I found out, oh, he was in Mosul and he led this thing. And then his history of, you know, blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, well, he's, you know, he's obviously done all the right things, had all the right gates. He's got all the right, you know. And then, so yeah, in a way you kind of look up to them and then, and then you see that happen. And, and so like, I'm not completely naive, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you oh understand. yeah. You like, right. Yeah. Of course mm-hmm. he screwed around. And then you're like, but simultaneously, like you have so much to lose. Um, so I'm also a man. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. I also recognize like, uh, you know, we, we do stupid shit, uh, <laughs> because yeah, just, we, we do stupid know. shit, but man, yeah. we, you, uh, it, of all places to do stupid shit, this ain't one of them. You know what I mean? I don't disagree, my friend. <laughs> I don't okay. know what to say. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I, I never got that. Like, guy, you're you're way up there, man. And and these fucking soldiers, they look up to you, and you pull yeah, something like that. And, you you, you think Clinton man, had like, a blowjob? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> but that, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, though. I mean, that just goes to show that it doesn't matter what level you are. Like, exactly. You know, mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. Don't idolize. I'm so, fairly confident that if we had aliens drop in tomorrow, all our world leaders would have sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> Just because they could say that they did. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what an elitist mentality is, right? I mean, yeah. how do you, we're, we're, you're, you're literally talking totally different people than you, than we are. The three of us on this call, we, yeah. we would, we may never understand that. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's try to understand uh, what was uh, going on when you finished your training and you arrived in Germany. Or uh, uh, was it Germany, or did you? Where'd you go right after uh, when you completed training? Your uh, officer stuff, right to Germany? Yeah. yeah. Well, so officer basic course, and then um, uh, airborne school mm-hmm. was after that. Um, even the, so, so there's sort of a path for officers. It sort of depends. You can get some extra training while you're because the Benning is like where all the courses are, right? There's Pathfinder, there's mm-hmm. Airborne, there's um, at least it was. I don't know what it's like now, but yeah, it's a place yeah, you want to be. Right. Yeah, starting Ranger School, right? So I, I was, I can't remember what happened next. I feel like I was, yeah, Airborne was next. I had a, a, I had a delayed Ranger School date, which pissed me off um, because I was in good shape, rucking. Yeah. <laughs> And they wanted me to do a bunch more rucking outside of like, I was like, you motherfuckers. Like, it was just, they do some really stupid stuff, like the way they do things. And um, so actually, I'll back up slightly. March of 03 is, you know, that's when we invaded Iraq, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in the chow hall, like I'm, I'm a couple of weeks into like my brand new lieutenant training. I'm an infantry guy and I'm seeing the chow hall after PE or PE. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> PT. And I'm sitting in there and, and I see us like the invasion of Iraq, like going on. And I'm like, holy shit. And so no shit. There I was, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm bigger than shit. <laughs> bigger than shit. And later that day, you know, we're in and and in the field exercises, we're going back and forth, back and forth between the, the field and 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 in the classroom. You know, all the guys are like, the war's gonna end. We gotta get to these units deploying next. <laughs> 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 like that was dead serious. Like we all thought like we weren't gonna be able to, you know, and this was this was in a, it's, again, it's a non-arm, a non-military, sorry, a non-combat um, era. And mm-hmm. this was a way to advance your career, you know? And, yeah. and, I'm, in, and I'm in a platoon with an, and a, comp, uh, a battalion with tons of prior enlisted guys. They're like, this is the time to go to war. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> and, they knew what was up. They knew, like, uh, with our track record with these kind of uh, situations, we can blast through it pretty quick. Back then, anyway, hundred hours desert storm, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, we got to do this. So this is kind of this common sort of theme that's going on. And um, for me, like, again, I want to be infantry. Like, why would you want to be infantry and not actually do infantry shit? So of course, I'm right up at the front, thinking this is what Fuck I yeah. want to do. Fuck you know, yeah. I want to go. I want to go be uh, an infantry guy and shoot at bad guys. Apparently. I mean, and yeah. So, what else would you want to do? It's like we've stated so many times before. Nobody goes out in the backyard as a kid and plays fucking admin. Yeah. <laughs> you know what some I mean? Of the, some of the Army Navy game memes were great. Nobody, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. nobody goes outside and plays Navy. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, man. This is uh, you. You. There, there's a lot of different times where you have the opportunity to be a real leader, a real leader of men, and now in this case, even women. Uh, yep, yep. Like, hey, you fucking take it, man. Anytime you get a chance, man, because uh, you could be in charge of something like uh, us. You could be in charge of us. So explain what it was like when you got to us in uh, in in Iraq. I know we skipped over a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So I finished my training. Uh, my story doesn't matter. Everyone's got different stories of how they ended up where they were at. So, um, so I ended up with an assignment to Germany. Um, I was at the time. Um, my girlfriend, we'd known each other for years, went to high school together. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was living with me, um, in Benning and I was supposed to be stationed at Benning. And so one day, uh, prior service, uh, started first class actually, um, Lurse guy, like this guy was, had done a lot of the arm, good arm, you know, good army infantry shit. And he'd married a German woman and he's like, I just dropped my Germany slot. I don't want to go back and ruin her citizenship. He literally tells me this and I call up (laughs) HRC and it's not like you had a direct number to HRC. He's like, this is the number I just called. HRC is human resources command. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) So in my job at work, um, I've just hired a bunch of new staff and acronyms are like a problem. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I'm in this like total mental stage of, state of uh explaining acronyms so it's easy so hrc i called him up and he's he actually gives me the number and he just i happened i mean this was some of the weird some of the weirdest shit that happens to you and we were in the library on fort benning i don't even know why i was there like like, to this day i have no idea why i was in the library but i was at the library on fort benning (laughs) 
and probably renting VHS tapes because we used to do that. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> dating ourselves here. Yeah, right. And and so I was there. Hey, man, what's going on? He's like, yeah, yeah. And so I get the number. I call. I mean, I'm not stupid. You know, I'm naive, but not stupid. Mm. <laughs> and I call up HRC immediately. I was like, hey, you know, this guy stopped his slot. Like, I'd like to really go to Germany. And they're like, okay, you know. And a week later, I had orders. But I was single orders um, because I wasn't married. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so, you know, my girlfriend at the time, we were – and and now wife of 18 years <laughs> um, she's like she's like we'd already talked about get like what is it getting married look like like i'm in the army i'm probably going to war like what does that mean you mm-hmm. know and so we, we i mean we we had some real conversations and so so i get home and i'm like hey so i'm going to germany you want to get married <laughs> <laughs> like and it, it just kind of went like that you know it's really <clears throat> And uh, so I got my orders changed. I got her added on um, and flights were messed up. So I got there about a week. I got up to Germany about a week before her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was about a month before you guys were deploying. So I only saw, I didn't know anybody. I mean, I mean, I was literally flying across the world. You know, I don't know shit. I don't know anybody. I don't know anything about the unit. I know I'm going to first ID. I knew that was cool because I knew the history. Not that I knew the whole history, but I knew a lot of the one ID stuff. So I knew that was cool. Um, and so, yeah, I show up to, you know, through a bumblefuck process of flying to the Frankfurt airport and them shoving you down in a basement. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really special. It's, it was <laughs> terrible. I, I, I laughed. I almost laughed the whole time. I was so tired from traveling. You know, I just was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, am, am I, am I, am I going to get murdered? Like, <laughs> like, this is weird. Um, and then I show up. Yeah. And, um, they're like, yeah, we're signing you to the assistant S4, uh, which is uh, logistics for an infantry battalion. And you're going to support this captain and, you know, we're deploying in a couple weeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're deploying in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> right I, I into it. That, I knew you guys were deploying. I just didn't know when. And because you guys have talked in past episodes about going to Turkey, not going to Turkey. You know, what does all that look like? So I was in, you know, I'm a new lieutenant, a new lieutenant, not a new private, like a guy who's going to help at the platoon level. I'm a new lieutenant coming in, you know, that they're like, we don't know what to do with this guy. Like, we don't even know we're getting these guys. I mean, the billets are all weird, you know, personnel's all over the place. And they're, they're just trying to finalize orders torch parties already getting ready to head out, like down to Kuwait, like. I don't even know what torch party means at that time. <laughs> <clears throat> so you kind of get over there and you have like a lot of catching up to you and really it's like trying to like get up to speed with everybody else. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, you end up in this space where you don't know where to be and when to be there. You don't want to miss the plane. Like <laughs> what is going on a plane to a combat zone even look like. <laughs> like, oh, I know. Like, like I don't have any gear. I have no gear. You know, they didn't give it, you know, we, we cleared CIF. I cleared CIF three weeks ago in Georgia. Like <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing, you know, and they're like, be here at this, you know, and then you're doing RFI, you know, what was the RFI stand for? Uh, um, not a clue. It's been a while. Really funky. Rapid uh, fielding, rapid fielding initiative. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Sure. I have an insane memory of stupid shit. 
<laughs> so you go to RFI and they're like, so, so now I'm, so I'm in BDUs, right? And now we're getting DCUs and it's like, oh, you got to wear this new uniform. So guess what? You got to do with a new uniform. You got to sew shit on there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, fortunately, I'd sewed a whole bunch of shit in officer basic course because you had to do all the, you know, I don't know if you guys had to do it in basic necessarily, but you got to do a lot of sewing. <laughs> Um, sewing yeah. your name tag on this thing, sewing your fucking this, sewing that, like cat eyes on your hat and shit like that. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the, all the knucklehead shit. So, um, I did a little sewing on my own, like found the barber shop, you know, got my, I even got my German driver's license cause no one knew what to do with me. And the, <laughs> the Lieutenant that I was kind of attached to was the meadow. <laughs> so the guy like least you're least concerned about getting ready to field stuff like the, the medical officer the guys in charge of the medical platoon mm-hmm. um he was the one i was housed with <laughs> and he lived and he lived off post and i have a car you know <laughs> it's this whole like it was a whole debacle man like getting there it was, it was pretty funny there's a lot of similarities with stamper's uh story yeah, there isn't it yeah, yeah, it sounds sounds say. familiar. Like even even down to uh, to getting hitched right, right before you come over. Yeah, I didn't listen to all the stampers yet, but I did hear at least that part, and I found that kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, even even you you know being off post housing. So like when when Sabrina finally got over there, you know, what I'm saying like off post housing, and yeah. and they didn't have a car, they didn't really know anybody. I mean, like stamper knew people, you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> yeah, pretty comical, pretty funny. Yeah. It's it's a common theme. So um, you you're you got your shit together for the most part, and uh, you know you you're established wherever you're going to be established. What are you thinking about Germany uh, while you're there? Your, your first little taste of Germany on your own. Did you ever have any time to to check out the area and just soak it in for a minute? A little, not much. Um, I was mostly worried about just kind of getting going, you know, and getting my wife there and getting her settled. She was. Mm-hmm. She was nervous, you know, she's a couple years younger than me on top of it. Um, and so she, yeah, she was a 20 year old lieutenant's wife. So imagine what FRG meetings were for her, you know? Oh, <laughs> like, man, yeah. yeah, it was, it was brutal. Like I remember calling her while I was with you guys, you know, downrange and um, six, eight months in or something. And she's like talking about FRG and this stuff. And she had some cool people, people were cool. And then some of them were like, you know, they were like some of the, you know, listed wives are like, oh, you're meh, 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 meh. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what are they even talking? Like, like literally, like, how does that, I, I, my mind just couldn't put it together. You know, it's like, that's it's just like, just ignore those people. Like, that's stupid, <laughs> you know, and she's young and trying to figure things out. And so I was really just focused on kind of like getting her settled in. We bought, I bought like a, a $500 like Opal <laughs> that had like a, uh, it had a uh, a choke. <laughs> what a car? A car with a choke. That's awesome. <laughs> it was a and it was manual. So I like tried to teach her. She never drove the fucking thing while I was gone. It sat in the, in the, in the garage. Yeah, that's that fine Eastern block European. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> she, who, 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 she could who never get Opal. I think that's Shaq. I think Czechoslovakia did them. Might have been French. Who knows, man? Yeah. I know French did Peugeot, Fiat, but yeah, I feel like the Czechs did Opal. It might have even been a German brand. It might have been part of the Eastern Western. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Some yeah. of those Opals are mighty fine cars. Anyway, are they? Yeah, they are. <laughs> okay. 
You sound like you sound like you know. Yeah, I love you know. I know a little bit about it. So as far as POSs go, sure. Yeah, it got you from point A to point B for the most part. And, uh, it made noises, I'm sure, and it needed to be worked on, but it did it. It did it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Okay. That's that's awesome. What would, so the no parting for you? No parting for you on the on the. Uh, on the outside before you really got going with your career. No, like a couple German beers, like it's kind of like, no, nah, nothing really. Yeah, no, absolutely no partying. Yeah, that didn't happen. Oh. Um, just trying to figure out where, you know, like I said, just kind of trying to find my ass from the hole in the ground kind of thing. Mm. So you finally get your uh, orders to head down range. Uh, what was that conversation uh, with your wife? All right, well, what, your, your girlfriend at the time? How your significant well, we are, other? We're definitely married, yeah. So, because okay. she, because to get her attached on orders, obviously, you have to mm. be married. Yeah. So, boy, that, could you imagine girlfriends attached to orders? Could you imagine oh my the gosh. nightmare of that? Fuck, <laughs> man. It's, especially with young soldiers. Right. Oh, my God. So much, so much. So I much. love her, though. Dude, she is literally a stripper. <laughs> You're not taking her with you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> April, I'm tired of seeing you in her office. Stay out. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get a restraining order april please no more no why more. april why april yeah, I was, april's I, april i i would imagine april would be the primary stripper name somewhere yeah, down man. somewhere's down uh what do they call those strip clubs one through 18 thunderbirds or whatever the hell thundercats <laughs> i don't even know man but i feel like if, if <laughs> your name is april and you're name. listening we're sorry yeah, yeah. We're... <laughs> like, doesn't mean it Candy with an eye or something. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if you name your kid something like that, though, you, you, you deserve have, to have your ass kicked. You have doomed her. Yeah. Chris, Chris Rock. Candy Chris Rock said eye. it best. Chris Rock said it best. My only job in life is to keep my daughter off the pole. Yeah. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> it was. And you, and, one of the ways you do that, the people who work you on the don't, pole, man. Hey, uh, you <laughs> don't make a lot of money. Don't, don't, don't hit us up with the with the. We we we're not knocking those workers for fuck's hey, sake. Stri- uh, strippers are people too. Damn it, uh, damn it. I no, I, I, I think what we're trying to say, and and it's I don't I don't think say. anything of it's denigrating <laughs> or derogatory. I think the point is is. You, you you meet a girl that you think you're in love with because you're drunk the night before and now yep. you suddenly want to marry her. Like oh, yeah. obviously yeah. that's that's not so uh, I don't, copacetic. I don't <laughs> think there's enough fingers uh amongst all of us that can count how many times I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I never been there, man. I never went like with the whole oh man, this is the one. Because the the other one is just over there. So <laughs> The other but this one. one's giving one. you, but this one's giving you so much attention. Isn't that the thing? Yep, like, exactly. But she's talking to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> she got a booty, boy. Jesus. So okay, gone way off track. I really do enjoy the fact that like our our conversation, even with a a, a former officer. Um, can devolve so quickly. <laughs> yeah. just, go, right just goes to show, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what rank you have on your collar or on your chest nowadays. Um, you're still a dude, right? Yeah. You're still a Petraeus in the making? Always <laughs> been. Always been that. And honestly, like, I kind of, 
it takes a little bit, a little, little bit of time to get your significant other there and in a mm-hmm. way. And some of the change in the world today, you know, is, I don't want to go into all that, but essentially like you, you got to still be yourself down to some extent. Like, you know, humans are animals. Like, let's just be realistic about that. And to, to, to completely divulge yourself of that and to completely like say, Oh, I'm not that it's, like you're you're fighting an uphill battle, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and you have to be realistic uh, about where those, you know, how that thing exists. I mean, let's let's be realistic. A lot of the stuff we talk about today of like what's morally OK and what societally is OK. A lot of it was informed by uh, human made religion, <laughs> which was used yeah. to control people like <laughs> so yeah, that's the whole wacky thing there. You can talk about all these different aspects of things, but you know you, you'd be wrong to you'd be wrong to ignore it, and and I think that's that's great that we can talk about it. I think it's awesome. So yeah. So we are uh, now firmly uh, going to go into you arriving to us in Iraq, us being Bravo One Two Six Second Platoon Roughnecks. Roughnecks. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Really, really lucky. I say to that during our last call and like that's to me like the, the epitome of how to explain uh, arriving to you all so um you know you're off iron listed guys and you show mm-hmm. up uh enlisted guys and you're gonna leave these guys and you say hey you know um this is who i am this is what i'm here to do um you've been through it before you know um, but I mean, you guys said it so many times in your, in your blog about, you know, building that brotherhood well before, um, not your blog, your podcast, um, same thing, building that brother, <laughs> just a different version. Put some building respect that- on my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Get it right. Motherfucker. <laughs> I would punch both of you if you were here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I would fully expect to be punched back, but I'd still punch. Yeah. Him. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so like, just really lucky, you know. Uh, they're like, hey, look, the you know the, the the company commander you guys talked about Rockefeller a couple times, The Rock, mm-hmm. um, you know, prior service um, experience at, in Ranger Battalion as a um, you know the whack the little bit of wacky first sergeant that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, at first was, but to me as a PL, you're like, you're not really, you're not at all concerned about the first sergeant. Like you're really not, unless you have a weak captain. Um, but for me, I wasn't concerned. I, I didn't consider the first sergeant like an issue at all, like ever. Um, and actually as an, an actuality, when, um, the new first sergeant came in, it was just like, it just, to me, it just propelled us even further into awesomeness. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I felt like Amrock was the guy and then like just having that like just and that's what a first sergeant's supposed to be. And a guy is a brand new first sergeant, just promoted from sergeant first class, steps in and mm-hmm. he's like he's literally the the rock. Like everybody can rely on him, you know, to do the right thing all the time and to just be like just consistently awesome. <clears throat> I think he's one of those people that you were talking about earlier who just who is just inherently good top, all the time. Top Top top, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. 
So, Kevin, what do you think about the new LT that pops up? This uh, <laughs> fucking kid that shows up in the middle of this. We've already been there for a minute. What was my nickname? We missed it last podcast. What was my nickname? What did you guys call me? I called you Trip Dub. Trip Dub. That was that was that was that was true. That's not what, what? you. That's it. Wasn't what you called me. So it was mainly existing, I think, in the Bradley guys because we used to have all the the comms mm-hmm. when we were going down the road. So Strand and Griff, they called me Gerber Baby. <laughs> hey, what, what was on your mug? Oh, what did I mud flap six? <laughs> we got stuck. Oh. We got stuck down by the river. Remember the one time that I got the Bradley stuck, and I get, I get, I get harassed for it, and it gets etched in glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you fucking assholes. That's hilarious. <laughs> I I called you tripped up though, just because you know your name. Yeah. Um, yep. But uh, I'll tell you what, man. Um, to answer your question, Tyree. So, so you, you first of all, I mean, like a little story, right? So, like, not story, but like a little. You were uh, my context. RTO, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but like for context, you know, what I'm saying like you, you know, and to refresh memory, right? So the day we deployed, we got a new company commander. Right. The day we deployed, we went from one company commander to Captain Rock. And Probably we were like, one of what the, best what the things fuck? that ever happened to oh, us, yeah. to be honest. It was yeah. phenomenal. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, so, so, so the, we're, you know, the day we're deploying, we're getting a new commander. We're like, fuck, man, we're going to combat. We have this guy we don't even know who doesn't even know us. So we're stressed about that. So, like, that's just the thing. When you're going to combat or you're in combat, anytime you get a new leader of some yep. type at some yep. level, yep. Yep. There's, yep. there's some concern. And so I'm like, you know, and Lieutenant Gunther, uh, now Colonel Gunther, um, yep. was just <laughs> phenomenal, was just a great dude. Like, I have my yep. reservations about him, but he proved himself time and time again. And so, yeah, man. You, you know, so I'm like, fuck, man, now we got a, a whole new lieutenant that we got to worry about. And, you know, uh, and by, when you got there, did we already have Sims or what we, were we still with Salinas? Salinas. Yeah. So we hadn't even crossed that road yet. We're like, fuck, mm-hmm. we're getting the new first arm. Um so you get there, and yeah, I mean, you and you still to this day look like a child. <laughs> and just now you have facial hair. Like I look at you, and like we're and we're you actually. I think you're what a couple years older than me. I'm 39. I'm How do you almost know? 42. <laughs> yeah, so you're a couple years older than me. I'm like, look at this fucking baby. You know what yeah. I mean? Even I thought the same thing. Like, man, this fucking kid, this fucking guy, smile. What is this fucking? Bring your school. fucking kid to war day. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. I just man a couple days ago, and the lady thought I was like in my 20s. Yeah, yeah well, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's still it don't happens. crack. White don't crack, I guess. Oh, yeah, believe me, it, I'm, I look way older than you think. Believe me, it's just sometimes I get in the good pictures, I guess. But yeah, yeah no, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a hatfish. I'm a hatfish. I don't know if you know what that term is, but I'm a hatfish. I look no. I look young with a hat on, and I take my hat off. Like oh, all right. that's because you're that's because you're balding and you were always ugly. Like, what do you want from me here? <laughs> wow. Yeah, the double whammy, balding. <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, there's no chance. At least I have. Uh, I don't know what I have. I have nothing going for me. You're tall. I'm, I'm, I'm tall. You're tall. I'm yeah, tall. That's it. I have tattoos. That's cool. You you had a pretty good nickname for a while there, but I'm not gonna uh, repeat. Wait, which one? Damn it. Which no. were you talking about, horse face, or were you talking about uh, Schwanz? Or was there, oh, oh, clip clop? Oh, so you know, you know what? They called you a horse for the reason. 
No, no, that started in basic training. Um, wow. A dude named uh, in, in, Infanger called me uh, Horseface Johnson. Apparently, it was a uh, one of the one of the people in uh, uh, To Hell and Back uh, by Audie Murphy. <clears throat> but uh, so oh, all the horse okay. nicknames, all the horse nicknames came came originated from that. So like for a, for the longest, Dave called me uh, uh, Corporal Ed when I was a corporal. And yeah, then, I remember that. That was funny. Or Hill John Go, <laughs> you know. But then I was also my nickname was was you know Schwanz or Schwanz, which was really funny when we were out on the economy and I'd be uh-huh. talking to a German girl and like uh-huh. King would come up and be like, hey, hey, to the girls, hey, ask him his Spitznama, ask him his Spitznama. She's Spitznam, like, what's his Spitznama? I'm like, oh, it's my Spitznama, Schwanz. <laughs> I'm like, hee, hee, hee. and I started to giggle and shit, and I'm like, it's not for what you think. It's not for what you think. I promise. Yeah, yeah. So I have to explain that Johnson in America means the same thing as Schwanz. I thought it was because of the penis haircut. No, man. Hey, that hey, was wait. long before the army. Thank you, Tyree. Hey, hey Tyree. <laughs> we had sound issues you. last time. Yeah. Issues last time. I've been hearing a little bit of back and forth. Mm. Maybe we'd take a short. Um, yeah. And then we can just reconnect. And that way we make sure that we're not like. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Again. We'll take a break. We'll, we'll be just, right back. Just five, and then you can both. mesh it. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's all good. That's a good We'll idea. have an ad or something here. Yeah, or we'll throw an ad in. We'll edit. Plus, I need to smoke. Plus, I need to get a smoke real quick. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, go for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so, we'll be right. back on before I forget. Yeah. Stand by. Sounds good. Hey. Hey. So, um, so. I know we're, we're waiting on, on uh, Wesley to get back on, but I was thinking about one of the solo shows and the numbers on the solo shows. Your show has done great. Uh, that last one? Yeah. Yeah. The numbers are, are coming in really good. I just don't feel good with that last one. I don't, I don't fucking like it. Well, clean it up. Clean it on up. I'm really pumped about doing this Dorner one, man. I, I, I'm remembering everything that we went through with that. That was a legitimately frightening time for cops or LAPD, especially at, at that point, mm-hmm. because this guy was flat out just killing people randomly. So I can't wait to really get into that. Like I've, I've, I've actually been studying for something, so it says a lot. Yeah. What was so, that? Can I just hear that? Oh, can I just hear that? Real oh, quick? We, we were talking about uh, our, we do solo shows and just to let people know a little bit more about us. You know, we talk about things that are on our minds. And, uh, you know, I was telling Kevin that, you know, his numbers for his shows are, are doing great. And nice. I was thinking, man, I really wanted to do a really strong one. So I wanted to do one on Christopher Dorner. Uh, uh, if you don't know. He... I know, no, I know him, man. Dude, yeah. I told you I've been following that stuff. I mean, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've messaged you on a few of those mm-hmm. police yeah. training and training like you fight and more you know your your response to the she's in court now the woman who the police 20 26 years police officer woman who pulled her gun instead of a taser like what the fuck like (laughs) that was never ever that's a zero percent like kind of thing you know Um, i mean uh from what i've read from that she even said that's the first time i've ever pulled either gun or taser in my entire career and she goes with the gun like uh it's it's fight how you train and there wasn't a lot of training going on you can tell 
uh, yeah. in those particular I, cases. Dude, I would love to hear you sit down and break it and, and, and studying it and just going through it step by step would be your, your perspective from that, especially LEPD combat guy. It would be amazing to hear. It really would. I would love to hear it personally. Oh man, I'm, I can't wait to do it. It's uh, that's awesome. I, I just happened to kind of, you know, on Facebook, they, they pop up with anniversaries of things. And I remember, I guess I posted something around the time that Dorner had just killed the, uh, uh, Quan's daughter and, her uh, fiance mm. and you you know coming into work when you hear something like that like this guy that we know has training uh. and can shoot from far out uh. Uh, is it and it was really bad because that family uh Quan worked in our division so it was like he could be anywhere when i say like Paranoia level was in a, at an all time high for officers. Oh, all time high, all time high. Oh yeah, for we sure. got. I mean, we had snipers on helicopters. We had we got sixties. I had no clue the LAPD had sixties. How many? But, how many dudes they sent out from the special tax from uh, FBI? Oh, um, was, and the, some the, of the other was, local SWAT teams. There's probably thousands crawling, crawling with them. Mm-hmm. We were. I was actually in. Uh, You're lucky to have that I, support. I wanna, yeah. I was in safer cities at the time. We were right next door to SWAT. And they had the Quan family, like, in their office. That's where they slept. There was no other, no better place for them to be, uh, security-wise. Yeah, it was was insane. So I'm going to get into that um, on my show this Thursday, I believe. Yeah, but let's get back into into what we have going on here with you because that's far more important. Um, <laughs> so you're you're with us now. We're in Iraq. We're in Samara. Uh, yep, Brasfield, more specifically. What is it like when you're rolling out of the gate the first time with us? Well, I'll tell a little from the. I won't go into much detail, but we talked about losing Kreider. And I was in the S4 shop. So I was in Mortuary Affairs. Remember Johnson? We talked about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And this just, you know, you, you, you're a new lieutenant. <clears throat> you get assigned to the S4 and you're combat. Like, like you're, you're, in, you're in basic course and they're like, you know, then that's the last thing. Literally the thing you know the least about is logistics. Legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Like, you don't, it's not a good billet to be in. <laughs> Uh, so in Kuwait, they assigned me to armor our movement north, right? You know, that was like, hey, second lieutenant, go go negotiate with these people from a completely different battalion brigade, like, <laughs> and and get this, you know, and, and they, they had the orders and the stuff you were supposed to get, but they can screw you, you know. Some colonel can come in and be like, hey, we got this, we got this, yeah. Um, and so you got to go over there, you know, like we talked about, you got to be a little arrogant, you got to be a little confident, the second lieutenant, you know, and and the infantry, and so. So in Kuwait, I helped armor coming forward as you get into the combat zone and now you're in charge. You know, you do that whole transition with the previous unit, which was third ID. Mm-hmm. Um, and those guys were responsible for catching, capturing Saddam. They were part the unit up north were the folks that captured Saddam and t- outside Tikrit. Um, and so we were replacing, you know, the legend division <laughs> as far yeah. as the Iraq fucking OIF was, you know. Um, so it was a big deal uh, at the time, at least. Um, 
And so uh, your mortuary affairs, S4, and, um, you know, so you deal with a couple dead bodies, you know, and Kreider was one of them from the pit. And um, there was a couple, uh, I think I did two more. One was uh, IED out on um, Tampa on the, the main route. Um, and, uh, you know, it was before we had all those up armors, right? And yeah, so yeah. we were operating in either soft skin or they had, what were they bolting on? Uh, half inch, quarter inch to half inch steel, which was yeah, like yeah. making making the Humvees ride like <laughs> twelve inches lower. Yeah, and and, and slow, and super slow. Yeah, especially to get going. Right after a while, yeah. they were fine. They were better. But so guy got blasted out of that. Remember, you remember they uh, welded and bolted pintle mounts to the back of the Humvees with a bed, so they didn't have a cover. Yep. Um, they they mount. <laughs> so this guy's operating a saw, which is a little of a rip because you can only shoot effectively about a hundred yards with it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, he goes, got a, and a moving vehicle. He's got a <laughs> he's got a saw mounted to the back of a, a pintle, and he's you know, and yeah, so he he gets fucking blasted with an IED, and he's fucking dead. So I'm processing this guy. I don't know him, of course. He's part of the brigade or someone just passing through mm-hmm. Tom's unit. I think it was a communications unit. Um, so you're much more fair. So you get a pretty, pretty quick reality of combat yeah, um, in a yeah. way, in a way almost. And that's why I really use the word lucky because like, and then I arrived, I arrived to you guys after doing that. And, and that was like in between, I mean, I did it for what were there close to three months, two and a half months, about two and a half months, um, depending on which party you arrived with, um, of course. Mm-hmm but to the main body arriving. And um, then I came to, came to you guys and I came to you with this perspective of kind of knowing like where we were, you know, I, I listened to Easter Sunday on the radio. Right. So I was in the talk listening to that. And so I was understanding the dynamics um, again, lucky to be on shift and in the talk while it's happening mm-hmm, and man. to hear like what was going on to debrief it as a, as a unit, you know, um, that's, that's huge, you know? So I came to you guys with, experience like that you wouldn't have expected and i don't know if any if i even realized myself at the time it was like a it was almost like a i don't know like a like what i'm trying to say i mean just just an outside awareness of it you do you know what i mean like like you know me you say experience like maybe not not like not like firsthand not experience intimate like you were there Right. But like, yeah, abs- but aware of the shit that we were doing, um, us specifically, and what was going on off the fob, and what the after effects or the aftermath of of combat looks like. You, yep. you talk about like mortuary affairs stuff, and yeah. then you know processing these these KIAs. You know what I'm saying? And like, and and just kind of. When I think I asked you about that the last time, I was like, I mean, how, how does one even handle something like that? Like, because you know, like it's for, yeah. for, you know to to see to see a dead human is, is pretty wild as it is, but like to be a, to, to see a dead human in combat and it's one of ours. Yeah. You know that's I mean? like that's, fuck, man. that's a whole different ball game. And then to, to, you know, to, to add on to that, like Kreider, he wasn't, he didn't die in combat, you know? So, yeah. I mean, that's just yes, a whole Yes and level. no. Yes and no. Because, and it's something I've heard you guys say, and I just want to be informative on that subject. Like, you were in a combat scenario. Like, you weren't necessarily getting shot at by the enemy. Um, but that happens. Like, you plan for um, you plan for casualty loss on your own side. You mm-hmm. mitigate all the things. 
Dude, we wear PT belts in <laughs> combat zones. Like, think about how safety-oriented the military. They're pretty safety-oriented, you know? Yeah. I mean, some of the stupidest rules that I hated were, like, point your gun. Like, the rain, rain shooting in training is awful. Like, like, when you're at a school, right? When you're at a unit, mm-hmm. you have the right NCO's lead. You got mm-hmm. the right leadership. You can run great, great training lanes. But you do that shit in a school setting, it is downright embarrassing like yeah, <laughs> how yeah. safe you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in the military, like you're a lieutenant going through that shit and you're like, you're smart enough to think through these things. You're like, this is kind of lame. And then you look, you're like, okay, now I totally see why these things yeah. exist. <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. It's yeah, time to it. see that, you know? People, yeah, so. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you do get used to it. I think it definitely – the whole scenario is different than you expect. Um, and uh, I, I just, I just, I think I did my best to just find to what to expect and like re- be reactive, like not react to certain things and then be reactive to other things. And, um, you know, one of the things I always thought about, is that I have a slight story if we have time later on to talk about it, but on my, th- well, we got time now. On my third yeah, deployment, so I was on my third deployment as S2 battalion here in fort lewis and uh went out gblm and uh iraq and they were shooting um rockets quite a bit at the base we had good protection like i worked in a real great building protection wise but i didn't sometimes and we got rocketed and one time at lunch uh yo e7 sorry first class (laughs) and we were walking to lunch um, and this is later in the war. This is like 2011. So like we were eating good by then. You know, <laughs> we were eating the shit that you and I, you guys, are like we were lucky to have pie sometimes. Like, oh my god, we got pie on Thanksgiving. That's awesome. <laughs> like you know, like yeah. So so we were walking to we were walking to lunch, and Rocket comes in. I like fucking hit the deck, <laughs> and and you know we we just we we gather you know sometimes we gather ourselves we go. I get the report later on and he's like he's like you don't fuck around like <laughs> like I was like no man like <laughs> yeah. when shit goes boom I go duck like <laughs> that's a learned response for response right so like I did think about that really on like um and that's one of that's where the Tyree that's where the trainers you fight comes in you know mm-hmm. don't do combat don't tell cops you're going to be in combat scenarios and not teach them combat scenarios, you know, exactly. whether it's, yeah. whether it's hand to hand or whether it's small arms tactics, you know, even minor SWAT training. Like there's no reason that co- basic cops. Now, some people join the cops to just become SWAT people. Fine. You go be SWAT people and you go do your thing. You go be the warrior, you know, quote unquote warrior side. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Um, so anyways, you train your mind for those things. And I think that's some of the things that I did Johnson too. long mm-hmm. story short to explain that. Yeah. <clears throat> Self-preservation. You don't want to get your ass blown away. Those rockets ain't no joke. And when it comes well, down to training as you fight, you train as you fight the LAPD, the way they did their training is a lot of training. You're going to train so much. It's going to be repetition, repetition. It was just like being in the military. I love it. I remember you told me when you were at the academy, man, that you guys were uh, like range. Your range time was just like immense. Like you guys were firing so many rounds to the point where like your firing finger was just calloused. Oh yeah, 
I went home with bloody hands from shooting. Uh, that's badass, dude. That's multiple all the all the time. And you were prior infantry guy. That's I. That's yeah. If I had more thumbs, that's two thumbs up. Like that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. The best part about it was, you know, we always talk about yeah, you get to you get to go shoot and pay to get pay to shoot. Yeah. Like, no, you shot to the point that you were just annoyed with it. And then I, <laughs> I, I got uh, UPR certified, so meaning I can carry an urban assault rifle or just a, an AR-15 AR, on patrol. Yeah. And that came in handy multiple times when I was working at Central because, you know, uh, different threats. You need a different kind of weapon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it was totally, totally an awesome uh, deal to be under because, like I said, training, I have range around the corner from my house. Um, it was awesome. It was a good time, but let's get back to this. So we, uh, you, your first time rolling out of the gate with us first actual combat. And I remember yep. listening oh, yeah. on the radio. This is a great story for you. When, guys share, for sure. <laughs> when you said, I love this story rolling out of the gate. All right, guys, lo- lock and load. And I was like, this yeah. fucking guy here. <laughs> first time rolling out of the gate. Yeah. I'm like, he rehearsed that in his head. <laughs> it sounded good though didn't it it did i'm like okay he was fucking he was fucking ready you know for that. that was that was probably so I, when we when we deployed, that's the confidence man, motherfuckers yeah yeah right <laughs> well i was gonna say it's like, like before we deployed like i had it in my head like well, as soon as we rolled across the border from kuwait into iraq the first song i was gonna listen to i could rehearse it in my head is bombs over baghdad i was that's i was just gonna no shit <laughs> yeah but I, I had this like i had this like whole thing painted out in my head you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to be, like, cruising across the border, like, fucking looking like fucking badass, like, war dudes. You know what I mean? No. Nope. Really, it was nope. just a bunch of fucking chodes in a Humvee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's super gay. No. Yeah, if I can. But you, it's not a gay, of course. But yeah. yeah. No, but we, you, you get this idea in your head. It's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this thing. It's going to be so rad. People are going to remember forever. But then, like, you know, Tyree's calling you out on today. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Everyone yep. has their little... Uh, version of what is yeah Yeah, right and that is so awesome i love that it's the same thing you you have your version and i have my version of the exact same fucking thing hey it's it's the same thing as being you know 12 years old playing basketball in the driveway thinking somebody's gonna drive by some some scout is gonna drive by and like offer you like a full ride scholarship or or like straight to the nba you go you know what i mean yeah every every young boy has been there in in some Mm -hmm. capacity you know what i'm saying i'm gonna throw this rock and somebody's gonna scout me to be a pitcher, yeah. you know. But, honestly, but here honestly, you are. Doesn't that, oh, doesn't that make us who we are today? Like, doesn't that make you a oh, little yeah. bit like your dreams and who you want to be and like how yeah. you represent yourself? Like, doesn't I just that's so that's really impactful, really. When you, you think about oh, that, yeah. you yeah. need that. If you don't have that, then what the fuck is the point of doing anything? And if, I, 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 I kind of wanted to. I don't know if, so I, if I succeeded in doing it, but the, like the last of what we did with about you know about ego, or whatever. The last one that I did talking about ego type stuff, you know, it's like, you know, it's it's necessary in, in in some ways because it is like the driving force in your performance. You know what I mean? And how well you do, yeah. Um, and and and, and like and that's exactly what you were talking about earlier. You know, what I'm saying yeah. you have to have that that that, that confidence and that almost cockiness about you. This this ego about you. It's like, yeah, I'm the oh. baddest motherfucker here. Yeah, just to and prove you get everyone tested. wrong. And you get tested after that, you know, yeah. and we, yeah, but to prove everyone wrong, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I wrestled 103 pounds my freshman year in, or sorry, sophomore year in high school. I, 
I I got left behind at wrestling tournaments because I was forgot about like <laughs> like I I was in a situation where I was always after that like being the infantry was a little bit about proving myself absolutely hundred percent Tyree you nailed it the the it, fact it, that and it, and it I, I think be. I think like uh, anyone who's ever said no you can't or stood in your way while you tried to do something and when you're done middle doing wiggle, that middle task, finger. <laughs> and you can look them right in the eyes. To me, that's the killer to me. You can look them right in the eye and say, I told you. And just walk away. You don't have to be voiceful about it. You don't have to get crazy, but you can just say, I told you. And you know you what? You fucking doubted me, and I made you, this shit work. You never even have to say it. That's where, exactly. the, that's where the power is. Mm-hmm. Never the even stare. have to say the, it. The, they just the cold stare. I love that. They just know. Yeah. yeah. So... So there's a level of that. It's definitely an arrogance, but you have to temper that down the road. Like I can't, I can't be that way now. And I wasn't even arrogant then. Like when I worked with you guys, hundred percent, that wasn't ever the case, but to, oh, you no. had to represent it, you know? Yeah. Um, you yeah, have no, exactly. to be this icon in, in a way. Um, you know, I was, I came to you guys 160 pounds. Like, you know, uh, I was strong. I was fit. You know, I had, I had all the right things, but I wasn't a big dude, you know? My first day on patrol, we talked to uh, – I'm not going to name him because he's still active. We talked to an active guy before, you guys on your show. Mm-hmm. And it was my first squad leader. First squad leader. So, like, the guy in a Bradley platoon that you go to for ground operations. He is the guy that the platoon sergeant says, this is your first squad leader. <laughs> uh, so, it makes sense, right? Yeah. You guys know who that was. And well, so name it. For, we, we're all good. It's not, not nothing. Nothing negative. It's not negative, actually. It's very true. It's actually complimenting Gil. So yeah, Gil, oh mm-hmm. Herbie, yeah, Herbie, we haven't says, had him on yet. Yet, yet. we're trying. Sorry, Major Gil. Yet, oh, he's not been on yet. Oh, he will though. He'll he'll be yeah. on, and he's gonna be great to talk to. I think you guys. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait to talk to him. We need Bill, man. I want to hear Bill. <laughs> I know we, we try, but he uh, he's got some other things, you know. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know yeah. about it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. cool though, because he'll one day, one day. Oh man! Out, even if we have to write his memoir, we're doing that shit. <laughs> Maybe the way so, I think about this whole show really is we'll keep this thing going and interview as many. Well, I mean, our first season. You know, we already mm-hmm. said we're going to call the first season of this thing at twenty six episodes, and we're we're right. almost halfway through it. One, two, six. I love it, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But you know, definitely when we continue on with this, because we're going to continue. To throw in those interviews of guys we couldn't have right now, man, I'm so pumped to be able to do that. It's going to be awesome. I it say, adds so much con- context, too. That's the yeah. thing. I, I, I say we keep doing this until we can get Wild Bill on. Like That'll be like the uh, series oh. finale or the, uh, oh, the yes. show finale. I'm never stopping. This is going to keep going until I fucking die. He, you it know might him, be that long. You know him, and he <laughs> yeah. is never stopping. I mean, yeah. con- considering what he's do- what he's doing, let's not we're not going to talk about it. But like, considering the things that he's doing and and and, and the places that he's doing these things mm. at his age, come on, does man! It, but does but none of us you? were surprised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Absolutely. First not. thing that pops in my head is the same yeah. thing that pops in your head. Does it surprise you? No, no. no. There's the warriors, kind of man. There's, yeah. there's legit warriors out there. Um, yeah, I'm not one of them. I'm not. No, I, and I, he I, he is. I can do things because I have to, but I'm definitely gonna have to go through the motions to like un un like shake that shit off of me. You know, yeah. whatever that looks like. You, you know what's wild about that? You know what's wild about that? And and this is kind of a, a um 
a, a small little thing that I have, uh, an issue that I, I have with, with the male American male society is that every male, you see it in the gyms, right? In, in gym culture. Want to uh, act like males. Oh, yeah, it's gay. Yeah, they, oh. they, they, they are all yeah. warriors. They are all savages. They are all alphas. And no, you absolutely are not. Not yep. every beefcake yep. in the fucking gym is yep. a fucking warrior, alpha, savage not, motherfucker. Most, 90, 90% aren't. Mm-mm. 96%, no. according to a study I read a couple of years ago. They did a pretty in-depth study about like identifying people that could actually, like true warriors. People could kill people, no remorse, no mm-hmm. like, like, and it's not that they weren't, they, didn't, they weren't psychos. They knew what their place was. It's just a mm-hmm. really, 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 really small population. It's amazing yeah. to think about. I can do it. We have done it, but I gotta yeah. deal with it. Like there's there's a part exactly. of me that has to still deal with that. I'm not a that's not I'm not a hundred percent warrior. <laughs> right. No, exactly. And we're and and like it, we're we're creating this culture where where um you have these guys that just think that that's what they are but the problem mm-hmm. with that is is that when they, they they get into a situation where it's time to like back it up time to walk the walk yeah they, they can't first ones to dip yeah they yeah. can't everyone's and, a warrior until it's a, a warrior it's, some, it's time to do some warrior shit yeah i mean and, and that's the, and that's the thing you know it's it that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good that's a good quote i'm pretty sure that's not the original no uh, no no i just but, oh gee you know, baby <laughs> right but i mean but that that's the that's the truth of the matter matter of fact mm-hmm. there's there's a meme that i love that i posted so many times on my instagram and actually i think i'm, I'm going to repost it again but like you know everybody wants to be um it's 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 that saying right but it's actually everybody wants to be a gangster until it's time to do gangster shit or whatever but yeah. it's a special forces guy standing on a berm like doing you know aiming down his sights like firing off rounds actively shooting while these other people civilians i think they, uh, they look like afghans are 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 huddled down below him and you know like he's protecting he them. is doing exactly yeah. and yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's that warrior mentality that that warrior yeah. and i hate to say this because you know the army has abused it but the warrior ethos <laughs> yeah but that's yeah. what it's about that's yeah. really what it's about they just they always pc everything they always make everything like have less down with the patriarch right Da, you know mm-hmm. that that like saying is about i mean we're, we're talking about the same thing toxic male sort of like attributions like I, I just have this i wouldn't say argument on facebook i just i just told people like you can raise kids without spanking them and yeah. people are like there's mm-hmm. only you know and i'm like i'm just saying there are alternatives i'm not saying you're wrong like pay yeah. attention <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. you know and they're like yeah i just you know and, and like oh yeah they gotta get their asses beat if they go wrong i'm like Okay, fine. You continue to punish your kids. I've recognized that doesn't work. <laughs> How did that work out for you? How did yeah. that work out for you? Is what I would always say. Like, you can't. You can't. You can't so. ask that question though. You can't because if you ask them that question, they think that they're a well-adjusted person, and they like obviously do, they, not. <laughs> right, and and they attribute it to the the spankings they got when they were a kid. Yeah. So it's. It's interesting conversation to have the warrior and the toxic male and like how these things exist. It's like, man, we're, we're legit infantry guys. Like I, I, we got shot at a lot. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) we shot at bad people or what we assumed were bad people based on what our um, rules of engagement were at the time. And Mm -hmm. we, you know, engaged as you're supposed, like we did our job 
And we can do that. But the people out there that can really, that like live, that's their lifestyle. Like that's just like when you talk about the animal part of who they are, that's who they are. Very, mm. very small percentage of people. It's all, the rest of it's fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and you're right though. Like, so, and, I, and I'll say like, I mean, I definitely suffered a little bit here and there with, with some things. Um, I never had a problem with doing the, you know, the infantry specific job of, of closing with and, 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 you know, fighting the bad guy. But, you know, like I, I just hated the, the, the leaving and all of that stuff. But what, so I guess really kind of what I was getting at though earlier is like to be able to say that, to be an infantryman, right. Which is the warrior class in the, in the, in the army, in the Marine Corps um, is, and to say that like, I'm not truly a warrior. I can just, I can go through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's totally possible. It's totally yeah. possible. You, that's, you but that's, 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 that's a big, that's training, that's a big thing, but that's yeah. a big training. thing. That's, that's being honest and that's mm-hmm. being a hundred percent with yourself. And like, mm-hmm. we were just a second ago, we were talking about like having that big ego and having that big confidence, whatever. At the same time, what you're saying is a release of that and being like, yeah, I can be that, but that's not uh, inherently who I am. Yeah. That's not what I need to be. I can do it when, when push comes to shove. Yeah. I don't need to be need, Does the world need everybody killing each other? Like, let's no. think about that. Yeah. You know, that is, uh, that is an excellent, excellent thing to bring up. Like, do we need, or do you need to be this fucking crazy psychopath warrior kind of guy? All gun culture? Time? Do you have you know? to be like that at a hundred percent tilt? 99% of the time, you get dial it back, man. Yeah. You can be about that life when, when you need to be. Train for yeah. that. You Train know, get it. your mind right yeah. for it, but yeah. you don't have to be on that 100% of the time. That's what a lot of us veterans got to understand. That, uh, yeah, man. We, we, get, we can talk about it, but we have to learn how to dial back from it, dial it back a little bit because. Turn the switch off and on, maybe. Yeah. You know, like that was one of the things. Did we did we go back and kill each other back at the base? No. No. We 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 became stronger and stronger brothers. Like we Mm. did the things that we needed to do to decompress. You know, we made sense of things that are no most normal humans don't need to make sense of. Yeah. Um you know, in a way, I'm kind of really glad we brought up the animal thing really early on this conversation because I kind of keep wanting to go back to it. Is you know, as animals, we are there to we're, we're so so much more simple. We're fight or flight. You know, we're protect mm-hmm. or kill. But mm-hmm. as humans, there's so many more options than that. But we still act very, very much in line with our fight or flight responses. It's either you're wrong, or eh, maybe you're right and I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and we very rarely dis- we're very rarely can engage somewhere in between those spaces where we can be less of our animalistic selves. It's just really intriguing how that can play into all of this conversation with the, the warrior mentality and how you prepare yourself for combat. Yeah. Um, and whether you're not, you know, I mean, who knows if we did it effectively or not or what, you know, some of the things that you go through. But, you know, my first mission out with you guys you know we're, <laughs> we're headed out of the base um i was really excited to be out you know i'm kind of adventurous anyway so i wanted to be out um i didn't really I, I couldn't even it was really weird like they wouldn't assign headquarters staff with um fob protection except for the front gate i think we had a small rotation there mm-hmm. so you guys would rotate for a while in a week i think it was a week each thing 
it was one week patrol, one week downtime slash maintenance slash uh, QRF, and then one week of um, force protection. So you would guard the base. Mm-hmm. That's what we did for a while. Um, and like they wouldn't even assign us to that. So like it was really weird because it was like you start you start getting concerned a little bit, you know, after a couple of months, you're like, I haven't shot my weapon, <laughs> you know, like you're just started thinking about some things. And of course they, they don't even assign you the weapon you're going to get. <laughs> so right. you got to go out and, you know, like Gunther handed me his <laughs> M4. He's like, here you go. Oh no, maybe I actually did get my own, but I <laughs> arrived. To, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, let's just say that I was semi-qualified with my weapon before we, we were out on patrol um, together. Um, but I had 44 other dudes to do. So there's, there's also a confidence there, too. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that first mission out, though, and I know, so we kind of circled back to it, um, and uh, that particular story. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't remember the day. Uh, but I do know that we were out in sector. It was around May 10th, May 15th. It was kind of around the time that I – Mother's Day-ish. You guys yeah. went on a Mother's – I thought I thought that there actually, was a yeah, Easter yeah, yeah. Sunday, a Mother's – I think our thing was a Mother's Day. Um, we had that an engagement right. on Mother's Day. Yeah. I know we, yeah, we had Easter Sunday. I know we had Mother's Day. We had Father's Day. Um, we had all those, like, summer holidays. Christian um, holidays. Ex- except for July 4th. Holidays. No. It is kind of wild to me that we didn't have anything on the Fourth of July. But that was their holiday. That was their bye yeah. week. That's, that was their. That's bye true. Week. <laughs> that was their bye week. They probably yeah. knew better. They probably like, listen, man, these guys whooped up on the English when they weren't even a country. So oh. let's not fuck around on that day. <clears throat> but Crusade, uh, the Crusades were the last ones to go through that area and decimate them. So yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, so. So, so, so there we are, we're out in sector, we're doing our thing. And like you mentioned before, I was your, your radio guy. I carried your radio, like, you know, was your comms yeah. when you were outside of the Bradley. Not and very then, long um, though. You weren't my RTO for very long. No. Yeah. I got, uh, I got, uh, laterally promoted to corporal yep. and I remember, yep. I remember very well, I remember very well walking through the little, uh, little grain pad that all of our shoes were on. And, uh, yep. I was, uh, with, uh, wild bill at the time. And, and, and first our Salinas walks by and he's like, Hey, why don't we have a corporal as a radio guy? And I was like, finally, I'm going to stop carrying <laughs> this fucking radio. <laughs> you and hated it. You hated it. I, I did. I, I did not. I didn't want to be the radio guy. Swain, Sergeant Swainey made me be the radio guy. And then I, I hated just it. stuck. <laughs> um, but, and so I was like, finally, I'm going to be like a team leader or something. I'm going to get like a, an M4 or something, something cool. You know what I mean? They're going to oh, hook man. me up. <laughs> They, they put me right back on the fucking 240. Son yeah. of a bitch. You're 6'1", bro. You, the big guys carry the heavy shit. That's the way it works. Man. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're right. Yeah. I mean, and I did. I carried the fuck out of that gun. I was a 240 gunner for two and a half years of my active duty career. Yeah. So you were good at it. Very familiar with that gun. Still yeah. am. Hey, um, I got a question for you. And a guy we yeah. haven't heard of. And I wanted to. I'm so glad I remember this. Corcoran. Where is Corcoran? Mm. I have no clue. Alaska guy. Dude, I saw that dude shoulder a 240 and fire that fucker accurately down an alleyway. I was blown away on that, man. I can't remember the mission because that shit all blends together. Yeah, Corcoran was a, Corcoran. Uh, for everyone else, he was a guy that was in the Sargill squad. He was in my squad. He was a, he was top, a good dude. He was a young, top young notch kid. kid. Yeah. Top notch. Good kid. Yeah. Smart mm-hmm. kid. Oh, yeah. Find yeah. him. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> you need to. Yeah. If he's listening, hit us up. Yeah, man. Um, Corcoran from Alaska. 
Yeah. I don't remember his first name. I have no idea. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, we're out in sector. We're doing the normal thing, which is just a, a, a presence patrol of some type, which is, which translates to draw fire, walk around and draw fire, wait to get shot at. And then the respond. first mission we went on was to uh, a police station. We went to, um, the company commander, battalion commander, somebody was meeting the police chief. Oh, and okay. we went, we went and delivered them to the, to the, uh, oh, so we sat there made, for a bit. That makes even more sense that we're going to go meet up with the Iraqi police and we took yeah. contact because that was every kind time. of, that was exactly, exactly every fucking yeah. time. Oh, we're going to go talk to the Iraqi <laughs> they, police. Cause they told them where we were going to be and when we were going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I bet you, I bet you, I bet you these motherfuckers are sit, all sitting around a fucking table, smoking cigarettes and being like these dummies. Every time, every time we have to meet up. Every time. Every time. And they, and they, they used to do joke it. about that shit. And they <laughs> do it. So fly. You guys used to get pissed at me. You were like, this is bullshit. Like, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> every well, time. It, it's the same thing with that Quran, right? That, that Quran. Like, we knew. We fucking oh, yeah. knew there was going to be an yeah. ambush. But because the, the Iraqi private set it up. to me was like, sir, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest private in the whole platoon is like, it was like something straight out of like uh, a war movie or Forrest yeah. Gump or some shit. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. like, this is stupid. I was like, yeah. yeah, but this is coming from brigade, bro. What do you want me to do with this? Like, <laughs> this is so yeah. high level. Like, what do you, you, you literally want to walk away and, and that's like, no, that's when no, you as a lieutenant, that. that's when you as a lieutenant look at this private, be like, look, bro, we're the same. <laughs> we're the yeah. fucking same right now. <laughs> yeah. I know, but you don't, you never give that away. That's a thing. No. You don't ever give that away. You do try to, you just look at him and be like, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. Move the fuck out. <laughs> Roger, now salute me and go away. Take orders no. and leave my fucking place right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, we're out in sector and you decide to uh, leave the Bradley. And so it's me and you and Tyree is with us. Um, we had had some contact. How did that happen? How did I end up with you guys? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think maybe you were just uh, nobody liked you. <laughs> no, that, that, I'm to, I still can't remember why I was with. Nah, I don't either, man. Like I said, I was with Sergeant Gill Squad, and it, I, why would I not be with him at that point? I can't yeah. even answer that, to be honest. Very so, guys, we've got to get Gill on because he'll very, be, be remember. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but so and I, so at the, at the, at the point when you had dismounted the Bradley, like we hadn't had contact yet, because um, nope. that that came shortly after. So, yep. so there we are, and it's the three of us, and we're just kind of wandering around, taking in the sights and whatnot. And uh, <laughs> when and so, you're right, yeah, for sure. And so, me and Tyree, you know, we're we're, we're like what 200, 250 meters away from your Bradley, and we're mm-hmm. over there. We're taking a <laughs> knee, and we're pulling security, and you're just doing like the standard officer thing, hands on the hips, being like, "Oh, okay, guys, oh, this looks like a real good time out here, boys." Hell yeah, you know, Fuck all you. nerdy and That's super. That's not at all what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's some bullshit. I'm gonna call you out right that there. That is inaccurate. <laughs> inaccurate. That is oh, some okay. homoerotic <laughs> shit that you made up in your dreams, and I'm not having it. Not having it. Yeah. No. So we were just sitting there, right? So the three of us, Ty- Tyree and I, are pulling security, and the LT is doing officer things. And um, and, yep. and and for those listening, if you're in the military, you know what I mean. <laughs> but anyway, so there's Talk there's, to you. there's an, ex- an explosion of some type, and then there's some small arms, and we're like, oh shit. Yep. war just happened and so yeah. like tyree and i like we're now behind our guns right we are we are alert and we're like looking around like hey sir what do you want to do and there's no response and i say i say again hey sir what do you want to do and there's again no response and i look 
And you're fucking halfway back to the Bradley at a full sprint. I'm like, this motherfucker, man. So Tyrina, like, and he, he looked at me, the same fucking face. And he's like, self-preservation. What the fuck? I got to lead you sons of bitches out of there, don't I? <laughs> you could have told us all you my were leaving. I could have told you I was, okay, all right, all right. It's my first time. Give me a it's your first time. So Tyree and I like, son of a bitch, you know what I'm saying? We're looking at each other, we're like, come on, man. So we get up and we run over there too. And by the time we get back or get to the Bradley, like you're crawling into your turret hole and we're like, hey, drop ramp, drop ramp. And you're like, jumping no, 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 no. on top. So so you know how you crawl in the turret hole? Let's explain this for listeners. You want to explain oh, yeah, please, some shit. Go for it. Yeah. You gotta jump up on top of this thing that's yeah. like 10 foot. <laughs> Yeah. did you can you, you there's like a series of steps or different i'm of course probably no, leaped up there like lebron james style or something because it, it was like it was spicy this outside, outside. <laughs> not trying to get shot that, in the ass i would have leaped up there and went bound there, and there's no logical way to climb this and there's no there's fucking no, ladder on the outside of it or anything there's no, no ladder yeah. there there's no climbing steps, rope there's some steps near the front on each side near the drivers and there, there are ways to get up there, but yeah, it's, so I'm, I'm like diving in this fucking turret <laughs> and go ahead. Yeah. So he's climbing into the turret and we're, we're yelling on to drop ramps when we get back because the Bradley's about to move. And he mm-hmm. says, no, 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 we're going to go down this alleyway and we want you two to cover uh, pull security for us. I'm like, what? You're a, what? You're a Bradley. <laughs> you have armor. <laughs> but it makes sense i get it I yeah get it. i get it right mm. um yeah, i think i think actually the last time we talked smart about enough it, at the time to know that no we got it it was just that's proper infantry pretty, tactics it was yeah, pretty spicy right. outside that's what and we didn't want to get shot either <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> sorry that's the your spice it, the spice yeah, kicked sh- up quite a bit should, yeah, shouldn't have been enlisted yeah. Yeah. you fucking peasants <laughs> <laughs> So, so we go down this alleyway, though. We go down this I alleyway. I love it. I love and it. So I'm on the right side. Tyree's on the left side. And we, we're, we, you know, we decide that we're going to cover each other um, over top, right? So I'm looking at the rooftops above him. And he's looking at the rooftop above me. And then occasionally we cycle through looking down the alleyway and looking forward into our six. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're moving down this alleyway. You know, nothing really happened. You can still hear small arms and some other bullshit going off in the distance. And we come up to a T intersection. And you tell us to fucking come up. And, and now you want us to pie the corner and make sure yep. that it's you know safe for you to pull out. Yep. Like son of a bitch, just pull out. <laughs> Nobody's gonna shoot you. You're a Bradley. In hindsight, it makes RPG sense to the to rear of the Bradley. Exactly. Yeah. You killed killed all of us. Away. Yeah, yeah. It been all bad. including yeah. the t- three people inside. Yeah, no, I was just really salty, okay, because... Uh, New lieutenant I, is fucking my day up. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying well, to get me killed. He left me behind. He made me sprint. You know what I mean? I don't run. That's bullshit. And I have the radio on my back, so I'm like, I don't fucking need this. So I take it off, and I hurl on top of the Bradley. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just done with this thing. Yeah. We pull up. We pull security. I remember you tossing it up there, too. And yeah. I was like, what is he doing? Like, it doesn't make <laughs> no sense. It does. Thought, it like, does. Actually, now time, it's... I'm like, what is he doing? You uh, know well, what? Here we go. I didn't realize at the time that you were so salty about all that, but now yeah. it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Dude, I, I hated being the RTO man because, like, so when we when we were doing that Quran mission, that Golden Quran mission, you know, say we we you know we took the the the, uh, the indirect and we took you know all those other mm-hmm. bullshit going off and like I have mm-hmm. the radio and I got Sergeant Winchester in my ear, Sergeant Smith in my ear, uh, Captain Rock in my ear. Um, and like everyone, you weren't the on? RTO very much after that. Actually, if I remember, I think that's where like you were. That was like kind of where it ended. 
man. If it I could have yeah. burned that fucking radio with that incendiary grenade they gave me, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh it gosh, is. Don't be wrong. Great. It is. It is cool to kind of to, to have that in your ear, so you can kind of hear the whole what's, what's happening on the battlefield everywhere else. But I would rather have been out there fucking, you know, shooting and moving. Um, yeah. So that's why I was excited when yeah, the first arm was totally. like, take him away from the radio. And I was yeah. like, finally. And then they gave me the 2-4. I'm like, son of a bitch. Stationary again. <laughs> they give you a heavy-ass weapon. Yeah. During that, engage- actually- during that whole thing, uh, did we engage anyone? Uh, I, I, I did, kind of. Um, uh-huh. So a car had pulled up and stopped and started approaching. And I kept, you know, I did the four S's, the shout, show, shove, and shoot. Mm-hmm. And um, I shouted. I didn't shove. I shouted. It was like, go away, go away. And he kept on walking. And so I, I pointed mm-hmm. my weapon at him and um, in my M16A4, I pointed my, my M16 at him. He still kept walking at me. So I just shot at his feet. And I swear to God, dude, this dude hopped up off the ground and nah. just like in the damn cartoon, sprinted away. <laughs> nah. Like he the never touched out the like ground Wiley again. Coyote shit. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was like, Holy shit, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah. <laughs> that's just uh, real. understood, at least. Yeah. They got, oh, well, got it. Yeah, I mean, you shoot at somebody. If somebody shoots at me, yeah, no, I, I understand I'm doing something wrong. I get it. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Let's reassess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something tells me something about uh, guys by a water tower. Did we, we, was that us? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I want to say that was us. It was a uh, possibly RPG team or... Uh, so we had I on say two, we, or, we, two or three missions made... where we took RPGs from a water tower. Yeah. So the f- one was the first mission, one was the Kran mission, and one was um, um, there was another mission was there was no similarities to it. I think we did a felt like there was a because remember they had the pharmaceutical factory. I feel like we did something to there once, but there was nothing left because we were again it was later in OF two. Like there's no pharmaceuticals just left not. <laughs> secured like people have stolen those <laughs> yeah, that's not, we're, yeah, at that point you're just trying but to they did something the there was something down. there and i feel like the tower was near there i could be confusing some stuff with the spiral minaret because there was stuff from there and then we had snipers up there and then that controlled some things and so we did all sorts of different like tactical kind of things that kind of keep the city in check yeah <clears throat> Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just thinking, like, uh, for whatever reason, that kept pop- popping up in my head. Um, I remember hopping back mm. into the Bradley uh, at some point, and uh, unless Kevin, you got anything else with that? Because I was just kind of like, "Whoa, wow, that just happened." <laughs> We're going to talk on, about this later <laughs> on that event. <laughs> yeah, uh, the only other thing I remember from that day was: uh, Are you talking about like you talking about the Mother's Day one where we had to like guard the Bradley? No, no, I'm just talking about that specific day, the first day with the LT. That was oh that. yeah no yeah 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 so the only other mm-hmm. thing I remember about that is uh I don't remember which track it was but they engaged a vehicle and uh and destroyed it in place and um, it just so happened to be the the direction all of the Bradleys were oriented uh, it mm-hmm. happened to be in the way so oh yeah like uh, 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 ran uh, it over yeah yeah and so then <laughs> so it, and and then so did everybody else yeah uh, we, we all drove it over. Including my, my Bradley was second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember being in the back of Bradley being like, hey, like, hey, there's a car blocking the road. We can't get out. And somebody just, I think it might have been fair. Run it over. Just run it over. So we did because like, because, you know, he's like, you know, run it over. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Um, yep. 
Yep. And yep. I, you know, and so we drove it over, and then I remember yep. going over. No, oh, we're driving over a vehicle and a dead guy. Yeah. Right. Just right. Just right there below me. Just right there. Because <laughs> yeah. you were still on the radio, so you didn't turn the radio off when you got in the back of the Bradley. That's interesting. So no, I'm telling you, like anytime that I had, uh, anytime I was in the back of the track, um, we were always radio, listening. I was always listening. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even yeah. Uh, so, th- there was one night we were doing um, a movement to contact to assist Alpha Company um, at night, and uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I was. And uh, I, but that was the night that I fucked up my ankle and I was out of commission for like a, a few days. Mm. Um, but it, it was really funny. So <clears throat> that's actually a funny story. So we were moving, right? And I was moving with, with Sergeant Gill's squad. I, I don't know. I think you were still in your Bradley. So I was moving with Sergeant Gill. That's probably why you and I were together, Tyree, that day. Is because uh, when, when LT was in the track, I was attached to the first squad. That's what and, it had to have been. Yeah, and so you were left behind to assist in basically security. Because I was LT always with Gil. Yeah, for a while at least, um, until definitely until like I was <laughs> capable of taking care of myself. <laughs> I think right, right, I think right. Because because right. you know, uh, <clears throat> Bill made a lot of you know, I mean, he he was made a lot of those decisions that I wasn't even aware. Of. Like that's where strong first sergeant is really important. Yeah. And so there's decisions made behind the scenes, like they're not including the lieutenant on stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm taking orders from multiple parties, but also like in the, in the mix, like making decisions and, you know, making sure that like, Hey, this guy passes a few like common sense tests before we like actually right. let him be in charge of these people. So you guys, yeah. you guys probably don't see that. I never saw it, but you know, it's happening. And that's yeah. why a strong platoon sergeant's good, strong for like, Leadership matters. It really matters. Yeah. It really matters. But yeah, so so we're doing that movement to contact, um, and and we're running. So I, I already had some ankle problems. I'd already fucked it up uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. earlier that year. I'd fucked it up several times in Germany and in basic training is where it all started. And so we're running with night vision, and <clears throat> which is horrible. I hate running with night vision, especially when we had the old. I don't Kevlar's. even like wearing night vision. Yeah, the old Kevlar's. <laughs> it would hang down past your nose. Right, it's so so they never fit. So we're running across this area, and so we have this giant open area from one corner to another corner. We have this idea that we're going to run across some rubble, and then at an angle, and then run across some more rubble at an angle. You know, because you uh, always move with cover, right? And so we're moving, and I'm running the whole time. I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. You know, thinking, don't break your ankle, don't break your ankle. I make it to the first first spot. I'm like, okay. I'm halfway there. I just got to clear this area and I'm fine. <laughs> and so I'm running and I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 oh, fuck. And I finally get there. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't break my ankle. I step around the corner. The sidewalk is slightly sloped. And uh, I, I roll my ankle right there. Uh, snapped it or whatever. Uh, you know, um, from what I learned later on is I tore all three ligaments in my ankle um, on, the, on the outside of it. So anyway. Me, and what's really funny about this, I go down, meat is standing there. And so I'm down. I have meat. all my body armor. That guy. <laughs> I have, yeah. Well, he's all even bigger guy. now. But, like, I have all my body armor, all my shit, the radio, right, which is the old Singard, which is heavy as fuck. He comes over there, grabs me by my IBA, and picks me up and moves me to cover. Like, like with one arm. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> how, how did you just do that? And I'm like, okay. I'm, That's I'm why good, he's good. meat exactly it's like i'm good i'm good i wasn't shot i wasn't shot he thought i was shot but i couldn't mm. walk so i get put in the back of the bradley and so 
I'm he listening. Snapped right into, he, he snapped right into action, though. No question. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely did. Like, mm-hmm. no yeah. hesitations. I as, as soon as I hit the ground, he had his hands on me. Um, mm. but I'm in the back of the man. Bradley. That's awesome. Absolutely, man. Yeah. But I'm in the back of the Bradley listening and everything else. And that's actually when um, I'm listening <clears throat> to the tank commander. I can't remember his name. Um, he's Jones. talking about an. No, no, no. This this was this guy was uh, uh he I, he I don't know if he was Hispanic or Filipino. Oh, that was the S the the, the uh, platoon sergeant. Yeah, he was Filipino, uh, and I don't yeah. remember his name, but he's Filipino. Yeah. Little guy. Oh man, firecracker. Yeah, yeah he oh, was. Yeah. yeah. So he comes over, really he comes cool. Over, he comes over the net and he's like, "Hey, I got an RPG team moving east to west along <laughs> along this wall." Although nobody and, uh, understood it, <laughs> not at all. I mean, I picked up on it. So Captain Rock is like, "Go ahead, uh, take him out." And so, like, there's a, b- a bit of silence, and then you hear the fucking main gun on an Abrams go off, which is a 155 millimeter fucking death, right? Who main yeah. guns people? <laughs> he does. He does. And he did. back then, that's what we did. That was yeah, that yeah. was that was yeah. acceptable in combat. Yeah, and absolutely. And so, I <laughs> what was funny about that to me. It was 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 like five minutes later, three minutes later. I hear Captain Rock come on the net. And it's like, hey, I need a sit rep on that uh, that RPG team. And he says, yep. uh, sit rep. What do you what do you mean? He's like, Captain Rock says, are they dead? And I, I'll never forget it, man. This dude says, are they dead? They're splattered all over the place. <laughs> like clear as fucking day. Clear as day. Net. Like it was. Isn't that awesome oh, though? Like being in that spot. Like see, you would have never heard that if you're bitching about this. Yeah, you know where I would have been. on your back for years, <laughs> you know, but you, you know where I would have heard that. During that event, you know where I would have been had I not had the radio on me? Mm-mm. Up there next to Sergeant Gill Squad, uh, right next to that Abrams when it, when it fired off and they didn't know they were there. And yeah. all those fuckers got like serious concussions <laughs> yeah. from that it shit. lifted us up and threw yeah. us through things yeah. when yeah. it kicked off. It was yeah. nuts. Yeah, because you guys were. And so we, <laughs> we learned, thought we were dead. We thought we, we learned uh, from that we mission. We got hit by something. We had debriefs after that mission about. Um, so that was partially why we never shot, not never shot tank rounds again. But it was it had a you couldn't so you couldn't fire them without the the commander saying so, no. and the commander would basically ensure that troops were ten meters back from the um, tip of the main gun on mm. um so like that became a you know there it's weird like so the safety things become standards because of <laughs> because something happened tyree yeah. getting blowed up like and they, they <laughs> that knew was... that so that was already a thing i knew that actually as even as an lt because when yeah. um when rock rock said it in our debrief i was like yeah like you don't shoot <laughs> near the when troops are near the front of a tank within i can't remember the width I feel like you had to be at least ten meters out, ten meters back. I feel that just sounds convenient, but um, yeah. But I feel like that was an easy thing to understand it wise. But you couldn't be near the because the concussion. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's serious. We learned serious. that. Well, we learned that we, shit the hard way, boy. Because well, we, we we had that with the Bradleys too. Because whenever they would fire AP, what is it like the the sable rounds, whatever? There was something that split off as it exited the barrel. The little um, blue cones on it. Yeah, it's not that yeah. bad. It's not nearly as bad. Yeah, as the but you no, no, no. You won't. Yeah, you're, you're not supposed to be percussion. flush with the barrel. You're supposed to be further back. What yeah. was it like? Yeah, the that third was row way wheel? smaller though. It was much smaller than the <clears> percussion <throat> of a tank round. The tank round is insane. Yeah. Like well, I no, said, it, it, it blew us through shit. 
it wasn't because of the concussion. It was because something else was coming out of the barrel along with the main projectile. So, like, the rule of thumb was behind the third road wheel. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the bracket. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Right. Exactly. For, for shit like that. But, yeah, when you talk about the concussion, I mean, you don't, I don't think people understand how big a 155 is. That thing is fucking massive. Like, that's huge. That is insanely huge. And, and shot at the angle to the earth. So there's, there's like, physics. Anyway, the point of the fact is it's crazy dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Crazy dangerous. Yeah. And there they were, the entire first one. But I'll tell you what, man. First Figueroa. Was it Figueroa? Up. Figueroa, that's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. First squad got fucked up, man. Yeah. Like, y'all got blown up by that uh, tank. You know, y'all fucking became combat ineffective walking through the reeds because everybody passed out. Yeah. That was another mission, yes. And I got a great story about that one. So you know what I you know what I call that mission? I always refer to that mission as the ham tour. Oh yeah. Hearts and minds. Hearts and minds. (laughs) Ham. Weren't we passing out radios? Yeah. No. No. No, yeah, we were passing out those wind-up radios to all those little uh, yeah, and flyers, little little spots around there, and no, it was like, man, no, as we go deeper, a different in... mission. Then we must be talking about a different mission. <clears throat> no, I know yeah, for, the... for a fact for that particular uh, mission, it was the radio thing. Yeah, because it was a hundred billion degrees, and I was one of those dudes that passed out in those fucking reeds because it was a hundred and forty something degrees. Oh, I lost. I couldn't. We stand lost. It. We lost almost complete combat ineffectiveness. That was yeah. one of the worst decisions like ever. I don't yeah. remember handing out radios. Maybe it was one of the squad because I actually ended up that day with a. I wasn't with Gil all day. Actually, he ended up coming to me. So the end of that day, if it's the same day, Gil was my RTO by the end of the day because I lost a, a squad and a half to heat exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same so day. Gil was the only person left capable and competent enough to carry my radio, and I was exhausted walking with you fucks through all those reeds. And yeah. we were supposed to be looking for mortar. Um, that um, may have been a, a supplementary or, or maybe a, a secret fucking mission. But as far as we all knew, we were handing out radios. Oh, my people God. Letting them know we were besties. I swear to God, we were looking for mortar spots because the – That was the actual the police That's station. What we were really doing was – The was, police station, before yeah. it got blown up, had been receiving a lot of mortar rounds from that area. Because I yeah. remember once the police station got blew up and we'd be on – force protection i remember looking down the river towards that area thinking that's where the mortars are going to come from pay attention to that area <laughs> so mm. like you can see them shoot off and respond versus <laughs> i remember i remember that so i think that re- that mission was more about that but it could be different yeah. mission. all i know is I no lost- no it's it's the same mission definitely that's uh the, yeah. we went in there under the guise of hey here's yeah. these radios but we're actually looking for xyz yeah so it's no, not they're not two different missions. It's the same thing. That shit sucks. One of sucks. the stupidest things I've ever done in my entire life. Like legit, yeah. that was, you know. Like, and you know, it's funny. So we're talking about hating and being a fucking RTO guy, right? Hating carrying radio. Yeah. And then, so then they make me the two forty gunner for that mission. We were told we would have no direct Bradley support, so carry everything that you can. Yeah. And so Billy Jack you carry was my was my oh, AG. Yeah. So I carried the 240. I had a 100-round nutsack on it. I carried 500 rounds on my body armor. And then mm. I carried another 1,000 rounds in my fucking pack. You never saw more than, what, a couple feet in front of you? Uh, I didn't go in the <laughs> reeds. I didn't, we, you were uh, never I, in the reeds? No, I was never in See, the reeds. See, that's what I'm saying. We were in different places. I think, yeah. I think we were in different places. So one of the squads <laughs> must have done something, and I just forgot about it. 
So yeah, I mean, I remember walking to Mills Reach. You couldn't see, like I said, much in front of you. It was basically we <laughs> were walking and hacking. We yeah. were knocking them over for yeah. for hours walking yeah. through, and then we were like, "Oh, let's go thirty yards this way." Yeah, <laughs> it like, was it's so fucking, stupid. It was it's so getting stupid. hotter and hotter in the swamp. We were out for twelve hours that day. Twelve hours. It was a I, really I, long. I, day I too. ran out of water in eight, at, at, at hour eight. So the last four hours, I had no water. I remember going to that last house, and they oh, said, uh, "Hey, that yeah. that all we had to do was get to that fucking house right there." And I was like, "Oh my god, thank god!" And I get all there. the way down a really long path. Did we have dates yeah. at that place? Uh, did, did the guy give us dates? Like we were hanging out. I think like... he did. A little boy brought me a glass of water. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the one. It was and, like almost know, like a castle. It was like the nicest place out there. Yeah, and, 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 you know, they always say don't drink their water, right? Because you're going to get Fuck fucking that, know, dysentery that day, or whatever. That day. When I, I chugged. That was the best water I've ever no. had. It was cold. No. And I no. didn't care <laughs> if it gave me dysentery. I think my internal body temperature was so high that it would have cooked it off anyway. <laughs> Dude, I had to be pushing like 105. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, I, I remember the mission. It was like <laughs> 9 a.m. No, we, it, was, it, was, it wasn't nine. We started. So, so they're like, hey, you guys are going to do this mission down by the river on the hottest day of the year mm-hmm. in 100% humidity, and you're going to do this shit. Yeah. And like, we, we, we knew the conditions going into it were bad. We, we landed on the ground. We walked 100 meters, 200 meters down to the first home, and we're going to walk through these reeds, walk up and down these trails, different paths, kind of search, search this area out and see what was going on. And I yeah. remember going down there, and we walked three and a half minutes and we were all boiling yeah. and you guys started on, I don't know if you guys, you two, but someone, some folks, you know, started on doing blouses and like mm-hmm. creating the like, Hey, we're getting out of like, we're going down to like minimal shit here. And I'd already been ripped apart for like uniform issues in the sector. <laughs> I was yeah. like, and I was like, look, you guys, I said, I'll stay with what I'm wearing. Because I got to go see the commander every couple houses, or whatever the situation was. Mm. And I got to go up and see the commander and make con, you know, tell him what's going on. Um, we had the radio. Um, and I think at this point, Peeps was the radio guy. And so I had the radio, but I had to go up and see him for a variety of things. And I don't remember exactly what that was about. So I'd go up and see him. And I'd be in uniform. And I got like, we got to like the third phase of the thing. I like undid my shit. And I walked up to see him and he was like, motherfucker. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I just wrote you a counseling statement, like all this stuff. And I was like, and he's, he's having to do it from the battalion commander. who's getting beat up by the great about uniforms, the, the mm. bro uniform standard. You, you guys talk about the bro uniform standard. Like, like this particular day for me was like, y'all can eat the biggest cock on the planet. <laughs> like, y'all can fire me. I don't give a fuck. Not one of these motherfuckers are doing anything. And you still fell out in droves. I, I like mm-hmm. kept, kept you completely, you know, while Bill that day, he's up there sipping fucking coffee, drinking tea up in his fucking Bradley. Like, <laughs> you fuckers. It was the worst mission, man. It was the yeah. worst. It was a terrible. And what do we find? Not a Nothing. motherfucking thing, but Not dehydration. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I remember Damn. starting that mission completely dry, ending it in the back of the Bradley. Actually, back at the pad, 
completely soaked like when I, I just jumped out of a pool. I was sitting in the, in the chair, one of the chairs. I, I pissed Head myself, and I had no clue. I had no clue. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Really? It was Yeah, man. I was, was sitting in the chair because there was so much sweat dripping off me. It was like forming a puddle. And I pissed my fucking pants and had no clue. It was just that fucking hot. I couldn't I, control anything. I collapsed in my chew for Ugh. two straight hours and laid yeah. with the I, – I, because, you know, the fans, we usually would have them, like, they would be moving, right? Mm-hmm. So the little vents would move up and down. Like, yeah. I just put, positioned it directly on me, and I chugged, like, four Gatorades. It was, like, so stupid. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have, I, a, picture, I I have mm-hmm. a picture from that day. Of of Gill, Sergeant Major Gill, getting an IV. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and he was he was he should have had four before that. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But so, so to me, to me, there 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 are two Sergeant Major Gill uh, at the time, Staff Sergeant Gill uh, instances that were like, this guy really is a human because before that, like, I, he mm-hmm. was not human to me. And yep. it was that moment that when day? he was getting an IV. I was like, that day. huh? Why does he need an <laughs> IV? If yeah. he needs an IV, I probably need twelve IVs. <laughs> um, and then the the other time is when yep. is when yep. do, you, do you remember uh, you uh, we were in your track driving up and down some road. I don't remember what we were doing, but we, you dismounted us, and uh, <clears throat> I was with Sergeant Gill and uh, Hurst and some other dickheads. I think Doc was with us, and there was an IED there, a four uh, a four piece IED. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, one five five one two two one. Two yeah. uh, smaller two one five fives, two, two one yeah, two twos, and one two one five fives. Yeah, it was like two one five fives and two one zero fives or something like that. But yeah, yeah. So and Hearst is like taking a knee right next to this thing, and he's like, um, oh, right. "I think there's an IED right here." And he says so timidly, just like, "I think there's an IED here." Super timidly, I was sticking like, out of the turret like thirty meters. For like, we both should have died that day. 100%. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100% had that should have been that thing gone off. We all should have oh, died. My God. Yeah, 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 no, liquefied. But Sergeant Gill comes over. He's like, "What the fuck are you mm-hmm. talking about?" He, he moves some. And trash he goes around. over by Hearst. Yep, and he moves. Yeah, he moves shit some trash around. around. He's yep. like, "There's, there's nothing here." He's like, "No, no, no, that right there." And yeah. so he takes something and he moves yep. it. He's like, and he goes like ghost white. He, Everybody he get looked, the fuck back. He looks straight at me and like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that man. That was one of the most vivid experiences I had. And I remember him and I talking afterwards, like, what happened? Because we watched the monitor, the EOD guys, obviously, they came through and they come and they're like, it was it was rigged to go off with a cell phone or um, someone at a distance could push a button. Yeah, it was a car thing, a car fob, key fob. Yeah, key fob one. Yeah, which you could do different ways. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So and they're like, and so we were either like. And I don't remember at the time, I don't believe at the time that we were sending out active signal disruptors. I don't remember if we were or not. Um, mm. So we had some things where we had like a, a ran a range of signals and we could disrupt them. I mean, that's, that's common knowledge. Like that's what, that's, that's what mil- everywhere does that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's just in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'd be able to, um, disrupt it right and um i don't remember if we had them running or not i don't feel like we did but something happened like it could have been a dead battery on either his signal device or the receiving device like i have so many of those stories and that's when i tell people like 
I should be dead, like legit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even know what else to say. Like, well, we had gone that. up and down that that little road a couple times that day, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't I don't know if it had been there all day long or whatever, but you have to think that that ID was placed pretty recent, and and more than likely the 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 detonator had eyes on us. Behold, I, I can just imagine that's what we thought sitting that's in the fucking house, like oh. pressing this fucking button or calling this number, like "son of a bitch," will you just fucking blow up? Oh my god, they're, they're so. This is my moment, Allah. This is my moment. <laughs> they're so gonna make fun of me when I get back there. Oh my god, they're gonna heckle me so bad. Oh my gosh, they're gonna <laughs> so give me true. such I had shit. A, I, this was my chance. Yeah, it's yeah. So I, used, I, I used to have a video of that. Uh, uh, of that when the EOD detonated because it was at night when they finally uh, got the detonating. It was a big detonation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I brought my camera up on top of this house and so it was pitch black. You couldn't really see anything and then just this boom, blast. Uh-huh. And like you can watch it in slow motion. You can see the concussion move out and like the dirt just flying in the air. And then after that, like dogs barking like crazy, glass breaking in the background. It was pretty, nope. it was pretty intense. This is a big bomb. I mean, yeah. It was right around the corner from there where golf got hit by the school. Um, it was way later in the year. Um, was, but golf got, you know, they blew his track apart. It was the only of the four vehicles and people, you know, we didn't lose a person, mm-hmm. but we lost the vehicle. We lost his. His ended up having to go back completely all the way back. Very, very end of the, um, that very end it. of the deployment. I was in had there. To go back. I, was, I was in there. I was, I was his gunner at that Germany. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was funky. The, that was a that was a weird ID hit because it wasn't didn't feel like it was a big deal. Super powerful, no, but it, it hit just right and it yeah. broke some of the like frame or something. It was weird. It was a weird kind of situation, but yeah, we're just on a mission delivering supplies to a school with mm-hmm. it. They knew where we were gonna be and when we were gonna mm-hmm. be there. <laughs> yeah, and blew us up, you know, right on a corner. You know, golf sitting right, there. and his track was very rarely targeted because he was all very there. rarely. Yeah. yeah. So um, they they loved him, right? Um, yeah. He yeah. Would, you know, he was a darker fella. He's yeah. handsome as shit. You know we were safe. We were safe. Smiles. He there. smiles a lot, like a good hey, guy. Those, you know, like yeah. just a good guy. Yeah. If we had if we had one hated track, it was definitely two five, hands down. Yeah. Thanks, to, oh, thanks to that fucking taxi sign. Thanks to that taxi <laughs> sign. What did what why why did they do that? I don't know. Yeah. Who it was knows a thing. why people do weird shit, man? Yeah. What makes you the way that you are? Yeah. <laughs> why do you do what you do? Why do oh. you do what you do? <laughs> so all right. Uh we're, get off we're, track again. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm down with the getting off track. So we're we're going into uh towards the end of the deployment. Is there anything that really stood out? for you towards the end there with, with us. So like at some point you get to realize in like, we might make it through this and not die. <laughs> yeah. You know, not only myself, but like, we might not lose people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you start, be- obviously like you're still, how do you complacency is a thing, you know, how do you like kind of balance like you guys being idiots? Cause you're idiots most of the time anyways. And then how do you balance like that with like allowing you to be idiots, but also like, it's like raising a teenager. Yeah. I have, I have two of them. <laughs> Give them that little bit of length of a uh, of rope, but you got to keep them real then. But, and, and make sense out of it. Right. And yeah. allow, allow mistakes to happen. Not like crush, you know, crush things. And, um, you know, leadership's a big part of that. 
you know, yeah. having a guy like Gill, having a guy like Wild Bill, uh, Winchester, Humphreys, you know. I mean, we had we had good guys, you know. It, it took different times to get different guys integrated different ways, but mm-hmm. we had good leaders, you know, and I would never look back at that and say we didn't have that. Um, and so 100% you, just, true. you just talk about those things, you know. You just have the real conversations. And, again, you know, having Rock and having – Sims, Sims, Sims earned my trust a lot one day. So I'll, I'll share you that. Not that, not that first sergeant has to earn the LT's trust, but there's just a trust thing in an organization anyways. Right. Um, that you just got to earn each other's trust, no matter how, how you cut it. <laughs> and so there was a particular captain at the battalion level. And I don't even remember the missions. They just did random missions sometimes and they'd come out. Dude, they ran through ambushes twice that you that we set up as a as a platoon, and the second time, <laughs> the second time, I like I'm confident, like very confident at this point in what we're doing, you know. And I also want to protect you guys, and I also want to be successful. Like we're out there doing shit. I hear you guys, you know. I mean, let's let's talk some of the things about being on the long deployments that you don't have contact every day with guys that want to have contact every day, (laughs) you know, you get bored, guys get complacent, you get in kind of different scenarios. Especially towards the end. I remember there was so much, uh, man. Yeah. I can, I can admit it. And I'm not proud to admit like uh, corners were cut on my part because I was just done, done with it, man. And that's where leadership gets the most important, right? Is to watch yeah. those things and to observe mm-hmm. and to redirect and to make sure you're doing things, clean your weapon. You know, yeah. um, that's where, that's where discipline matters. That's why boot shining is a thing, you know, like the things you don't think about and garrison kind of makes sense yeah. um, in other places, like just taking care of your equipment and stuff. But so this guy would, this guy would come through and interrupt and I yell on the radio I was like, this, I don't remember exactly what I said. I'm going to embellish, but he's, I'm like, this motherfucker's at it again. Like, <laughs> this is an ambush. Like, what the fuck? And Sims gets on the radio and he's like, sir, I'm pretty sure it's not okay that you're calling a captain a motherfucker. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like <laughs> over and out. Like, he, he was just like, he was look. He, he got it, but he was also looking out for me. You know, it was like, all yeah. right, I got you. I got you. I got you. So mm-hmm. on that day, particular day, I was like, all right, all right. Don't be an asshole. You still have a thing going on, even though he's retarded, you know, or stupid, you know, <laughs> even though he's not doing the right thing, you know, it's okay. We'll, we'll get, we'll get it, we'll get right, we'll get right. So. Yeah. But towards the end of deployment, man, you're just really worried about losing folks, like guys getting complacent, guys. I didn't necessarily understand it at um, at that age more as you get older um like smelling the barn right like you're close to home Mm. you're really starting to like um you know be able to you know you guys are (laughs) you're going back to germany you're like salivating for (laughs) yeah yeah. the rock fabric and uh, (laughs) and all the other good play i mean by this point i'm here for stories you know you guys have been you know guys have told me all sorts of stuff i spent half my time in the bradley listening to griff you know, talk about all sorts of crazy stories. And he's, he's kind of a rock, you know, he's kind of a, oh, yeah. kind of a rocker, you know, he likes to yeah. get out there and have a good time. And, uh, and so I'm listening to all this stuff, you know, and you guys are telling me stories and stuff. And so you just, you just really look for complacency and um, you're reminded really a lot at the leadership level, 
you start planning for the leave time. So like you get excited for yeah. it and you just have an extra amount of work to kind of think about because you're not just doing, but it's different. You know, you're not just focused on going out. Okay. Let's get shot at today to find a guy to shoot at. Like right. <laughs> you, you start, you start having, it feels more purposeful again. So yeah. um, it starts getting exciting too. I tell you what snapped me out of the complacency. Dave getting shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snap. That was pretty right late. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was real late in the game. Really yeah, random. Too. Yeah. Really random. We'd been shot down alleyways and all sorts of places plenty of times, you know? Yeah. Um, but by the time that he got nailed, like just a ricochet off an alley wall. And they, you know, they, they tell you, well, don't no, get clo- no, no, don't no. get close to the wall. Stay in the middle. No, no his was a direct hit. It was a yeah, just was so at the time. Yeah, at the no, time, at the time, we thought it was a ricochet. That's okay. what I'm. I'm calling. I don't. I have no idea what it was called since. And so, I don't give a shit if it was ricochet or dead shot. He got yeah. the shit burned out of him. He got shot. I don't and care. That, what ricochet. I don't care what that the that term changed, is. That changed yeah. him for sure. But like we were. We were leaving a for compound, sure. <laughs> and uh, we were we were we were hooking to the right. So we were coming out of the convoy, going to to the right, and um, this yep. dude pops around the corner and, and just pumps off uh, like seventeen rounds from his AK. Yeah, and uh, um, so Dave was out before I was, and then I follow him, and so like we start hearing these shots, we all fucking duck and turn, and um, I guess it was around that time when this particular round made its way past me and hit Dave and it was right in between his IBA and his back. So he had this, like, he's got such a weird angle to even get. Oh, I know it's like, it's a one in a billion shot. You know what I mean? Like that for it to to squeeze right in between his shoulder blade and the soft Kevlar of that, of his body armor and just get lodged there. Um, Mm -hmm. But as far as we all knew, Dave was fucking shot, man. And I, I, yeah, he went down. He went down. I can still see that guy. We yeah he went down we you know he was writhing in pain like he wondered what was going on you know we had no idea what it looked like because you can easily get hit on the shoulder with an IBA yeah. because they only they're like a vest so yeah and we're looking Skillin's right there yep um he he administers aid you know uh, Doc administers aid right away and you know trying to figure stuff out. And uh, eventually, <laughs> it turns into sort of a joke. Skillin's like, "Oh, that's just a scratch, <laughs> yeah. scratch kind of thing," you know. And and it was obviously it was more than that, but it was one it was of those things. Where it wasn't yeah. it wasn't life threatening. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, that was his way to keep his for, ass. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Keep his he ass. There, and yeah. He, yeah, and if you know Doc, you know what I'm saying. Like he would, if one of us had gotten shot, like legit shot, like bullet still in us. What the fuck? Why are you acting like this hurts? It's, it's a scratch, you know, because that's because that's Doc, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that would have been his way of, you know, like of making light of the situation so that we weren't in a panic mode. Because, I mean, Doc, Doc was just just good at that, man. I don't know. He yeah. was just. I was there and I saw it, and it wasn't something to freak out about. And yeah. so by being there and being able to also assess what was going on, it was really easy to yeah. just follow Doc, and he immediately got. You know, platoon starting over there. Doc loaded him up. Good to go. Goes back. It's his treatment. You know, yeah. fucking no big deal. But yeah, it's a good oh, point, but- Tyree, about it kind of changing your mindset and mm-hmm. like, like this is no joke. Like we're still here. These guys have yeah. missed a lot, but shit happens. Yeah, I was uh, back. It's Gunner at that point. And yeah, that's right. 
they loaded up because I, I they said right. somebody got shot and they like cold word they put his name out and I'm like oh shit and I remember Baggett pointing me at a building and said level it basically mm-hmm. and I just started blasting away man I tried to hit mm-hmm. every window every pillar tried to knock that whole thing down I was like ah, I was praying that guy was in there like yeah, more right. than anything else I've ever had to something to pray about at that point because my friend was in the back of this Bradley bleeding. I didn't know exactly how bad. I don't know he was right. Right, he, he was shot. I didn't mm-hmm. understand like it was a graze, mm-hmm. right. a crazy one in a billion graze still. But uh, tried to level that level that building, and eventually you know they kind of calmed us down because I probably would have went black on that building. I hell yeah, uh, <clears throat> but. It, it, it snapped me back into it personally. Like, hey, this is still war. Even though a minute ago I was like, I don't give a fuck about this place. Mm-hmm. It, it got me right back into, okay, let's let's try to make it home safe now. Yeah. Because that was a close call that I still think about a lot. I can only imagine the guy who was actually hit, what he's going, what he went through with that, because that's Literally inches. That's the, the the game of inches is, is no joke when it comes down to that. Because... So where it, where it hit, I would argue, and depending on how hard and because it would have had to go through a shoulder, but just me, you know, I mean, it, another slight angle. Let's call it half a degree or a degree in the mm-hmm. other direction. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a lung puncture yeah. or worse, even into yeah. the heart. Like I don't know the exact height of it. I mean, I have a, a pretty good memory of it, but not like. You know, I feel I like it was it down to the to the yeah. quarter inch. <laughs> no, I, I feel I feel like you're right though. I feel like if you if you were it's to draw deal. a line from like the back of the arm where the back of the arm meets the back, like where the start of the armpit is, I, I feel like it was along that yeah. um, going towards the back. So I think you're right though. Yeah, had it been yeah. a degree towards his body uh, and away from his, you know, what I'm saying uh, away from his body armor, I don't think he would be walking. I mean, it definitely, it, yeah, or, or no, even think, that. Right, Even you're right because it was final. His, it, mm-hmm. it was his left side, so that could that could have been um, the heart. It could have been the lung. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have been a billion times worse. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, it's it's really wild, man. Like I don't believe in a lot of like supernatural shit or religious shit or whatever, but like you definitely can't like experience some of the things that we experience and not think there wasn't something else going on. You know what I mean? You it's, you it's have wild. to believe it. To me, you have to believe it, man. There was so know. much shit. At least karma, happened. right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something, yeah. man, something. something. The, the was, universe something. speaking, the the stars aligning. I don't know, fucking the fucking Mars in retrograde. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like I, you know, I had a a, a fucking sniper had missed me, uh, so close that it blew out my left ear. I don't, I don't know if you remember that we were at the OK Corral, and like I couldn't hear out of my left ear for a couple of days because mm-hmm, the fucking mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the snap of the round just fucking popped my ear out. Wait, where is were you on the rooftop? Mm-hmm. When that happened, yeah. So you and I, I think not you and I maybe necessarily, but there was a couple of op, couple of situations where um, I was on a rooftop with Gil, and at least twice, and like there was popping rounds off, and they were so far away, mm-hmm. so it wasn't again. It's this accuracy thing. There's you know spraying AKs, but it's close mm-hmm. enough to hear the pop of the round and the pop of the round breaking the sound barrier next to your face yeah <laughs> you can hear it um and he's like 
I was like, that's a lot of rounds. He's like, well, half of those are breaking the sound barrier. (laughs) You know, I'm embellishing again, but I was just kind of like, oh yeah, those two different sounds. Like, (laughs) yeah, so it's crazy. We'd be, we'd be counting rounds. So part of the thing when reporting, Kevin, you may have known as RTO, like reporting is really important, right? Like Mm -hmm. accuracy matters. Sit rep, right? Sit rep. Right. Round shot is rounds you shot, rounds they shot. You know, and you're always trying to kind of guess. You're trying to because you're reporting back up. Hey, is it rounds at us? Are you shooting ten rounds at us? That matters. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. It matter. It matters from logistics. It matters from what they're doing. It matters from accuracy. A thousand rounds and nobody shot. A hundred rounds and four people shot. You know, all those things matter. So you, it's really important to get that information right. And so you're always. That's a, like another aspect of a leader thing, and I think that's where it. Like it's it's really interesting hearing you guys talk and Stamper and other guys talk about different things about just being like on the ground and being private. It's like, yeah, your mind is focused on like do my job and live. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but sometimes our our jobs are focused on do your job and make sure everybody lives. <laughs> right. So that you yeah. can be con- combat effective is a lot more meaningful to uh a squad leader you know, a platoon sergeant or a platoon leader than it is to say a private. Um, yeah. And so you're, you're constantly sort of reassessing the situation and learning how to, you know, make decisions about how do I think about this situation and sit repping is part of that, you know, because you're feeding that back to the commander, the commander's feeding that back to the battalion, the battalion is assessing and giving you guidance based on that, you know, and you're kind of just taking orders, but you're also making on the fly decisions. So, Again, that's not necessarily things you guys are thinking about, but that's things that we're thinking about, you know, what are we doing? What do we take? What kind of fire is this? What does this mean? Um, and over time as a LT in a way, you're kind of like hoping they get better, you know, not that they get better to kill you, but they do get better from the standpoint of like, um, you know, where like things change where it makes a difference. So we get complacent too, you know, we, we were like, oh yeah, 10 round shot at us again oh yeah, this guy peeked around a corner, you know, and fired off this, like it just becomes this sort of like, but it's, it's a lot bigger than that. It's a lot bigger Mm -hmm. than that. So we're uh, ending the whole deployment. We're actually uh, headed back home. What is the first thing that goes through your head as you land? Well, as we were, I'll back up slightly. We were, leaving so the replacing unit funny thing is we were replaced by third infantry division as well also out of Benning and um stewart yeah um and so i got voted off the island (laughs) (laughs) in a way uh i joke about that i don't know care whatever but they sent me down to kuwait to like rock rocks like you're the most experienced guy here. Like go down to Kuwait and tell these guys what we're dealing with. And so I went down to Kuwait. So mm-hmm. Baton, not Baton Rouge. Cause it was later. What happened? Oh, so when we had guys shot up while I was gone, that was when we had a couple purple hearts. Um, you remember guys getting mortar rounds in the motor pool? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but that was when the uh, uh, the first ID command sergeant major was there. I yep. was gone. <clears throat> I was in Kuwait with the new division. 
<laughs> so oh, like man. I leave and like shit gets fucked up. <laughs> I come back, my driver's gone. He's down in. He got evac. evac. My, one of my team leaders is gone. Another one had someone else had like an IED or something fly across their face. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. As I'm gone, like I was like, <laughs> I was here the whole time and everything was good. Now I'm gone. Everything's fucked up. Yeah. You know, it's sure my good work going to waste. Had nothing to do with me, of course. This just <laughs> shit happens. Yeah, yeah. And I'm in Kuwait. So I go down, and so I end up having to do the drive up north that you guys had to do, but with a different unit. Like, I've already been in combat. I got to do this drive up north with these assholes. It's like, I'm going to die. I'm totally, this is where I die. This is my demise. This is my <laughs> Like, this is such bullshit, you know? But it was actually great. Like, the, the trip was fine. I went down there. It was, it was kind of a nice vacation, really. Because um, a lot of you guys got... At least the younger soldiers got. I don't remember exactly how they broke it up, but a lot of folks had R and R and like a pass. Yeah, guys got sent on on passes. I had R and R, and that was it. You know, so it was great. Don't get me wrong. Like being able to go home for two weeks. I went home during Oktoberfest. Like oh, I didn't experience Germany until R and R. And my <laughs> wife and I went down on Oktoberfest. Um. And yeah, we, you know, we had a great time, you know, did some different things and, um, personal stories. Ask me personally, this will never, ever, ever be <laughs> shared with others, but I got some interesting stories on those trips, <laughs> um, with, uh, eating MREs and then having to come back and eat regular food. That was, oh man, that was, that tore me up. <laughs> your like, first couple of days back you're just like locked into the fucking bathroom my body was in revolt <laughs> it was it was nasty so so like my R&R so like I got to go down and get a little bit of time in Kuwait so I go to Kuwait I go do that thing I come back and I hear about all this stuff and we're kind of headed out right and as we're headed out this asshole from another platoon runs off. He's like, I'm going to go off and oh, yeah. fucking AWOL in the middle of oh, a combat Jesus. zone. And of course, leaving. of course, who do they call out to go find people? Us. Because yeah. we were the tip of the spear. We're and the ones. You know, because of Bill. They're like, Bill, go take these guys out and do what you're supposed to do and tell this LT not to fuck shit up. Okay, good. Thumbs up. Good to go. Um, so we go out and we search... Search for this dude. You guys know the story. End up finding loose gear, and then we find him, and we're like, "Oh my god!" Like I again, like there are certain missions you're just like, "I'm gonna die." <laughs> yeah, this is this is where everything falls apart. <laughs> that was definitely one of them. And even that as was a leader, one for me. Oh boy. Even even as a leader, you're just like you're just like, and, and that's where the you know as we talked about before, that's where the arrogance comes in, the confidence, and you just you never show that shit. You know, you're not like, but in your head, you're like. This isn't gonna work out for anybody. <laughs> yeah, because we're so close to the end. This is the end. That was it. There was and again, else for us to do. Literally again, leaving the city. I think the first guys from the platoon were leaving the next day. Dead yeah. serious. Yeah. Um, because we were, you know how it is. It's slowly rotating out. You're rotating out these guys, and you're doing rides with left seat, right seat rides with these guys. You're rotating out. You're doing right seat. Yeah. And you're just slowly transitioning to the next unit. And we'd already had those guys there. They're already back. We're doing our missions. So we go back, go to journey, you know, we get back. And as we're leaving, I, I really like had a great time leaving because I had no downtime, like none. 
Like I would walk in and you guys, you know, not you too, but people would be playing video games. You guys, I was either planning for a mission, going on the next mission, starting the next mission, talking to my wife or sleeping. Like that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no downtime. I didn't, I read a little, I read a little bit here and there, but I didn't really get to screw around at all. Um, and so I was just constantly get. on the go, that's on the you, go, on the go. That's what you get for being an officer, you peasant. <laughs> yeah, well, they pay me for it, and that's what True. it is. You know? That's why you got paid more of the same size bucks that we got. But you, you bring up a good point. I've never really thought of the downtime for somebody who is running mm-hmm. things at such a high level. Like uh, it's very rare. You don't. That have would be e- mentally extremely taxing. If oh yeah, fuck man, you. I just want to fucking break, man. I, I, I know I wanted a break, so I can only imagine how you running things are at least trying to give everyone the appearance that you're trying anyway. Uh, like that duck on the water. You know, you look graceful, but underneath you're paddling furiously. Mm-hmm. And you don't get a break at all. That's that's rough, man. I feel uh, That's tough. I feel bad for you for that, man. Well, don't feel bad for me. So it's what <laughs> you you asked for, for, I guess. Yeah, that's what you sign up for. I mean, I mean, like, but as a person who's also been there, I can say, hey, yeah, that's Jesus. It's rough. It's challenging, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it changes people. Like some people get really. I mean, that's where I think, you know, you talk about where good and bad leaders are born. It, it, it is in tough situations. It's in challenging situations, and. Combat can definitely be one of them. And that's, that's you know, as we talked about <laughs> early in the episode, you know, you're like, you get to look at people and be like, fuck you, I did this. Like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I did the right thing as much as I possibly could. And hopefully, fingers crossed, I, you know, I survived and I'm able to live a life afterwards. And, and so are the people that, you know, I try to care for along the, along the path. Yeah. I was, and, that was my next question is what does it, what did it mean to you to have uh, a it, it's the the bad part about deployments is sometimes you come back with the dag, dog tags from from other guys in your pocket mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen to happen to you this time around Mm-mm. yeah that's how'd you feel with that pretty goddamn good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I I you know, future units, like uh, I was, I, I didn't introduce myself. Hey, I've been in combat. I didn't lose anybody. <laughs> like <Yeah>. I didn't, <laughs> that was not my introduction, but mm-hmm. like I introduced myself in a way that like eventually I was able to kind of share these things. Like, um, you know, when I'd be telling a story about being in combat and I'd be like, and we didn't, and I would always add like, and we didn't lose anybody, you know, like that was really yeah. important to me to always to say, and it wasn't, it's just about, and then I'd, and you know, I'd go on further and say, well, we had some, you know, we had some wounds and we had some things, you know, and things happening. Mm-hmm. And I'd yeah. explain some of that, but it was just like at the, at the end of the day, like nobody really ended up really. Yeah. And um, we really were just bad. Sitting, and, yeah. Yeah. We weren't just sitting around twirling our thumbs. We were in the middle of the shit more than everybody else, not anybody else, more than everybody else. And then uh, we happened to yeah. come back with uh, 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 a few purple hearts, but nobody, uh, uh, no, not one less. And that's yeah. more important than anything. Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. It's a really big yeah. deal uh, mm-hmm. to be able to say that, have been the tip of the spear. And in a situation that could have been worse, could have been better, 
we were yeah. all learning on the fly, but we had good people in the right places, made good decisions. Yeah. Um, we made better decisions. Could we have done things differently? Sure. I mean, could mm-hmm. we have, you know, been more effective here? Could have been more effective there? Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's a moment of pride. Um, and like I said in a um, previous conversation is, you know, eventually losing Messer and, um, to, you know, he, he re-enlisted, you know, and yeah. he ended up at another unit, Afghanistan, and Afghanistan was different kind of fight, you know, and he ended up in a situation that had he been a general or a private or the most seasoned combat veteran, he would have ended up getting perishing, you know. Um, that's just, a, you know, you have a bomb go off next to you. That's what it happens. <laughs> and, you know, having losing him later and then, of course, um, you know, other wounds after the war like Billy Jack and yeah. some of the others, you know, of course, you know, that's those those have an effect on you. And I always um, personally, you know, for me, <coughs> I I've used place things like Memorial Day and Veterans Day is more celebration, but Memorial Day, like. I always do something really stupid, like hard, like challenging. And I always go out and think about, I always think about those guys, you know, because I, I, you know, I wish, I wish they were still here to have conversations yeah. with and to celebrate with, but they're not. And, What's, um, and uh, then, and then what other do you, people along the way too. So you said you, uh, you, uh, you do something hard or challenging. Um, what, what do you, what do you do? Typically? I've done, I've done trail marathons and stupid long runs up and down mountains. I've done st- stupid crazy workouts i'll go out and paddle for hours you know just different Mm. things that like just like it's it's in their memory it's in commitment to them you know and something that makes me feel good about myself that um helps me focus on on them their memory right yeah i I don't like the the big thing every memorial weekend or whatever is the murph um And never uh, so done that one. Yeah, that's kind of mainstream. I don't do mainstream shit. I haven't either. Uh, I mean, I don't be wrong. I, I like that it's wrong. From. I yeah, like yeah. that it comes from Lieutenant Michael Murphy, you know, the Medal of Honor recipient. Um, Pretty big deal, yeah. Yeah, and I guess they say that that, that was like his like standard workout, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is insane to me. That the rest <laughs> of us, the rest of the world, the rest of America <laughs> looks at it as like a this big amazing challenge. Thing. Yeah. yeah, and he's just like, yeah, that's that's fucking Tuesday, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's Tuesday's workout. <laughs> Get on my level. And- arguably does it even honor i mean so we could argue about all these things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know the the point of the matter is is that it's been important to me i think about those guys often when i can like i i make i'm I'm purposeful about doing that and committing you know i think we talked in a previous conversation about like just i feel like a lot of my life i'm fortunate to be where i'm at and to even still be here and i try to really live my life like it's the last day as often not as often as I can I mean I'm realistic about it but I do try to be you know set set myself goals for for things in life that I wish those guys could have accomplished too had they had they been around or wanted to so So there's a there's a I may have mentioned I think actually I think I mentioned Dr. Seuss in the episode that Tyree and I did the last time but like Dr. Seuss is amazing by the way like, not just like the kids books but he's a very quotable guy he, he said a lot of amazing lots deep of great thoughts things. yeah yeah but like uh mm-hmm. uh he he said uh today uh today I I shall behave um as if this is the the day that I will be remembered you know what I mean yeah. as if mm-hmm. as if this is the today was going to remember 
you know, in for in the future, history is always going to remember me on this day. You yeah. know I mean, it's kind of it's kind of the same co- uh, concept or logic, or whatever. Is like, yeah, remember, you know, act act as if today is your last day, but also act as if today is like the 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 thing that you're going to be remembered for, if you're remembered for anything. You know what I mean? So always try and be your fucking best. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I like to think outside of the self and be like these are the things that matter to others. Like this is the mm-hmm. thing that made this impact on this person. Um, and so some of those quotes focused on yourself are great. I mean, they really are impactful and they're like, yeah, I wake up every day. And I mm-hmm. piss excellence. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I have many mahogany books, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, leather books and mahogany yeah, yeah, shelves. Yeah. Did you, Boy. Did you see that? I just, I just kind of do it. I just did a thousand. <laughs> <It's> a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, like, I, I appreciate that point of view, and it's great, right? It's great to mm-hmm. to be successful and to be motivated. But like, I, I just don't. Had I lived my life for self, like, I I just that's not that's not important to me. It's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I come from a different kind of family background, and I. I'll tell you a little. I'll tell you a little bit of pretty, pretty personal stuff about me. Like my grandpa told me, passed away last year, and he told me, you know, he's like, you were like fourteen. He's like, you knew what you wanted to do. Like you knew who you wanted to be, and like there was nothing that was really going to stop you. Like you just wanted to be, you know, and, and you just you just had this sort of drive and this motivation. Mm-hmm. And it never has that ever been like a, being about myself to where I could get to a certain point where I was like, okay, this is going to help me like propel myself for the rest of my life. But it's, it's really always been about, and I, I, and I feel like a lot of the things that make you, and you're just really remiss to ever discount the people that helped you get there in life, you know, and what mm-hmm. is get there. It's really up to you and your own perception of what that looks like. But um, for you to, to live and to be in a place where you're, you can put food in your mouth, you can drink, you can have sanitation, like basic life things. You, and you can do that. Like you didn't get there by yourself. Almost nobody did that by themselves. Right. You've had people help you get there. And that's really, 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 it's like, it's not about the self. It's like, you know, Oh, you know, that's important to me. Yeah. But it's important to you to help and bring along others. And that's where it's like really valuable to me personally. So mm-hmm. I love the Dr. Mm-hmm. Seuss quote, but I, I see it more as like a, a thing to um, think about in a, in a more, in a more, uh, in, a, in a larger sense. Yeah. <clears throat> I think. No, of, yeah. Uh, I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think of life now at this point is uh, everyone who is here currently they're here for a reason um everything happens for a reason everyone Mm. crosses at some point and this is our points crossing again this uh this show that we're trying to do for folks um yeah i try to do it for for myself to try to get these stories out to my kid so you know if something ever happens to me he has them but I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. We're so happy that we get to have and share these moments with, with you guys also that you guys can tell your story and exactly how you want to tell your story or, you know, 
bring up those things that you wanted to bring up at any point? Do you have something that you wanted to bring up that uh, you you weren't able to talk about before? For me personally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why well, you would ask me that? I mean, I'm Jay. <laughs> hey, this is that that time that you get to say, "Hey, this is something that I wanted to talk about." Like you got the this is your your floor for the next few minutes so until we uh, close this on out. Well, I would like, I guess, to talk a little bit about. It's kind of intriguing being an LT, right? Mm-hmm. You guys have talked a little bit about that, the difference, you know, being an officer, not being an officer. Um, I had an opportunity, I wouldn't call it an opportunity, but like there was a pathway for me outside of high school where a good friend of mine, best, my best friend growing up, um, and we kind of lost track later in years, but we always said like, we, I guess I knew I was going in the military fairly early and I was like, he was, we're like, we're going to go in the, mil- the military under the buddy program. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of committed that to each other. And what's that look like when you're 16? I don't really fucking know. But um, so my buddy ended up going in. He went, we graduated the same year. You know, I just had scholarships and ROTC stuff because I applied to all this crazy shit and was able to do just a good enough in high school, apparently, to, to get there. And um, so he enlisted and went uh, Airborne Ranger. I did it all on his own. And that was the thing that we were going to do together. And first Ranger Battalion ended up doing a couple of deployments with those guys, became an Apache pilot, retired two, three years, two years ago as an Apache CW3, you know, did great in his career, you know, had a great career and all those things. And um, it's just a really, really different path that you end up taking. Right. Um, And, but you're still kind of focused on like what you want to be and who you want to, what you want to be doing. And, it's really interesting because where where he was, he was part of a platoon and an infantry platoon in the Rangers <laughs> shooting at bad guys, you know, mm-hmm. and then in the Apaches, he could see bad guys in his, you know, beautiful <laughs> thermals and all the cool, we- you know, cool weaponry he got to use there. You know, as a PL on the ground, you got, and I mentioned it earlier, you got 40 other dudes who were out there doing the work and protecting you and protecting, you know, ideally protecting you. Right. Because Mm -hmm. um, you're there to help guide and make decisions. And you're kind of like this person who's supposed to be thinking at the next level. And I found it so intriguing that after nine, 10 months on the ground, I mean, what do we run 600 missions or so? Um, (laughs) All of them, all of them, every one of them. (laughs) you run all these missions and I saw the enemy one single time. I saw someone that I could actually engage with pointing a gun at like actually a gun on the street, pointing a gun at me. I saw him one time they shot an RPG at me. <laughs> <laughs> I kneeled down like a pro fucking returned rounds, seven, eight rounds, you know, whatever, you know, pop, 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 kind of thing in their direction. I have no idea if I was aiming, <laughs> <You know? laughs> just kind of one of those things where you're just reacting. Um, and you, you, I'm not in that situation often, so I don't do that. But like all of you know, we, we had over 160 KIA in our platoon, enemy KIA yeah. through the whole deployment. And in 10 months, I never saw more than one <laughs> single enemy combatant and to like unfold that and to think about that like as you're going through it and after the combat and you know and now it's you know, what was that 
gosh, we're closing in on 17, 18 years later. Mm-hmm. To think about that now is just like, it's almost, you start making shit up in your head, like <laughs> what you think you saw, what you didn't saw, and what you were involved in, and what you weren't involved in. And, and so that's why I appreciate this podcast and this this whole, like, just being able to come full circle with all this stuff and really talk about these things. It's pretty crazy to think about, you know, the ODA house, uh, all the dudes there. I went on both rooftops. <laughs> My gunner out of the Bradley didn't shoot a single round. We were just on a sector that didn't happen to see the enemy. But apparently... <laughs> 90% of the other people there that day saw enemy combatants. It's just weird to talk about those things, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so like, it's not that I don't, it's, it's not, it's not at all. Like you guys are making shit up. Like <laughs> that yeah. never happened. You mm-hmm. know, I was there. I know what was going on. I heard the rounds. I heard, I saw the things, you know, I saw the F 16, you know, at the Odia house. I saw them shoot RPGs. Like, I got RPG shot at me uh, three occasions, two in a Bradley and one on the ground. Um, multiple rounds shot at me over tops of rooftops. And, you know, the situation with Dave, like, I mean, I can't even name all of them. There's so many, but I guess I could if I sat down and fucking numbered them out. Right. But so it's just crazy to think about that. Like, I never saw those people. It's just, you just suddenly heard like, oh shit like what do i do now you you start responding and of course you don't have to respond because you got 40 other dudes to do it so it's just so cool just such a unique situation to be in and i just i feel lucky to have experienced it and just lucky to be here to still tell the story it's awesome maybe uh you didn't have to see it maybe it was just the apparently not everyone else gets to deal with it and you get to deal with it in your own different way but you know, here we are in the end, and and everyone is dealing with it in their own way. I, I yeah. remember at, there was a point where I'm like, I, we're in the middle of the war. Same, I didn't see a damn thing. But you know, maybe it just wasn't my time for it yet, and it happens when it happens, right? Um, yep. But man, well, and it is really interesting to kind of note that, like, and I, and I've had this conversation with people before, but like a lot of dudes over the, over the course of the global war on terror will come back from their deployment, you know, they're combat arms guys and, and, and they didn't do anything, but they feel yep. like because they were infantry or artillery or whatever MOS and that they deployed, that they need to have some kick-ass like war story. So they just oh. over embellish or they make it up. And that's, that's where you get into like so many of those. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the, the thing about that is I talked, I was at, when I was at MP reclass, I was in there with a, um, a young infantry kid and he had deployed and he got to see, he told me the story of his CIB and that was the only combat that he saw on his entire deployment. You gotta love that. Yeah. But, and, and that, yeah. and, and that's not to say that he, he wasn't, that, that it doesn't qualify him to be a combat infantryman. That doesn't mean who, that he's. Who cares? We're not the people writing the fucking parameters of those awards. Exactly. But like yeah. the, the fact of the matter is, he was in a certain MOS, he was in a certain yeah. situation, and he performed and he did his God job. <laughs> well, no, but, yeah. but he was like, but he, his, his, the way he was going about it, he was like, man, I, I, I don't feel like I earned my CIB as much as somebody like you did. Oh, okay. I was like, no, but, just, but my, my, my thoughts were, you know, and they still are, is like, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. you, you were still in a role. You still did a thing. 
mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. still did well. He wasn't over embellishing it. Like he very easily could have been like, cause he was deployed That's cool. with, with yeah. a group, right? He was attached to a group, right? Uh, a special, uh, special forces guys. Mm. And so he totally could have just like had all these wild outlandish stories. Um, but he didn't, he stuck to the truth and that was, that's honorable Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, but the thing is anymore is that these dudes are like, well, I didn't see anything. And people don't seem to understand that. Like, you can absolutely deploy to Iraq or Afghanistan or Syria or Yemen or wherever you are and never see combat. But, like, somebody in your squad or platoon can. Yeah, yeah. You know? because And that's that's kind of one of the things about this podcast is, like, we're telling the same stories from all these different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. If we could find a way to, like, I mean... Uh, it, it would it's i think this is beyond our capabilities but like if there was a way to like put this in like a you know like a, an, an animated format to where you could like paint the entire battlefield um i mean you could more or less reconstruct everything that that happened through these have major you, events that we've talked about have yeah. you seen the what they do the what if with the marvel comics have you seen that on disney plus i, yeah. I, I haven't watched it but i've seen it on there yeah is it kind of like it? that it's, it's like the same same concept, actually. It's just looking at different things from different perspectives, and what happens if this guy had this power, or this was the different dynamic in this show, or or this okay. particular. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it would be kind of that idea. I mean, they've done that. That's what Band of Brothers is, right? Yeah. I mean, they they kind of give the perspectives, and you know, of course, it's I just they just did such a good job with that because it's yeah. it's from the perspective of the you know the enlisted guys of like this is what fucking combat looks like and then you get some leadership and you know coordination with that but it's it's different you know and you 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 have to be at each level you have to prepare yourself for whatever that looks like and you have to be able to have these different gates it's it's like life a lot in way you have to have these different gates and these different goals like to be able to maneuver through this and you can't just be super rigid and say well i'm just going to get through this and just listen to what i'm told and live like, okay, well, what if that doesn't happen? <laughs> you know, right. like, yeah. what if something happens that fucks that up? Well, you got to be flexible um, mm-hmm. and you got to be able to change your mindset and you got to be able to adjust as we've, you know, you guys have mentioned a lot of the podcast we've talked about a little bit tonight. Um, and I think that's what a lot of it boils down to is being adjustable, being able to be prepared, setting goals for yourself, um, and you know, not put yourself on an island and rely on, on just yourself to be like, oh, I'm the only one going through this. That's bullshit. Like, right. we can say that. We can say that as you know, as as people that are semi. Let's call ourselves semi semi mentally stable. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can say that as semi semi mentally stable people, but um, it's not easy to say that for everyone else and have the expectation. Um, and that's what I love about what you guys are doing is just sharing this perspectives with people. Um, you know, I didn't shoot at the enemy every day. I saw a lot of crazy shit. I was involved in a lot of insane decisions and things that we decided to do. Damn near mm. killing half of us to do dehydration. I mean, that's, that's stupid. Like telling that story. If you could see my face right now, you'd be like, that guy thinks this is stupid. <laughs> that's exactly what my face says. Like that was the dumbest thing, but you know, you part of that's being in the military and having discipline of giving the salute and marching on and lock stepping mm. and doing what you're supposed to do. And you know, even if it's your own goddamn demise, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's the perfect, perfect name for this uh, episode. Just give it a salute and walk on. <laughs> for the, you yeah. can't beat that. That's perfect. You I was won't. thinking, I was thinking <laughs> when you were talking and you brought up the Marvel thing, like, man, we all lived our own separate universe until 9-11 happened. And then we can all pinpoint exactly where we were. Everyone who we spoke to can say, hey, I remember exactly where I was when the second plane hit. It's not the first. It's always the second. We can all tie all of our stories together to that one point and look how they expand back out. We're, uh, we're, a, we're a universe that's uh, combined now forever. And I'm so glad that we're able to share the stories that we have with you and you can share your stories with us. And I want to thank you for being on our show. It was great to have you and uh, talk to you back for the second time. <laughs> yeah. For the, <laughs> but, se- the second, the, the, back for the first time, the second time. Yeah. <laughs> but I it couldn't have went better with the LT, if you ask me. I mean, why wouldn't we do it over again? Like, yeah, right. This makes right. sense. Like, you know, why I, would it go right the first time? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 man, we didn't get to a lot of the things that uh, you had talked about um, in that it's email fine. that you sent. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, no worries. So that, that just means that we're going to have to have a Gerber baby part two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to do it. <laughs> Swear to God, I'm going to throttle you. Hey man, <laughs> I, live. I don't care how big you get. I'm fucking throw, throttle. Come visit me in Arkansas. <laughs> okay, first of all, nobody says yes to that ever. <laughs> I mean, you come see visit it, me in I, Arkansas. That's the ding, 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 ding. Like that's you bullshit. have to pay, <laughs> actually pay you know. me a million bucks for me to move there. So yeah, that's on record. Yeah, that that is on record. Hey, yeah. can we get on record that at least a handful of us are going to go? fishing with peeps on one shot charter we gonna oh go hook God. up with peeps absolutely do it. we gotta yeah, get out on the badass. boat i don't even care if half of us get seasick like we're gonna go out on a boat have a good time with peeps drink some beers i want to spend a weekend there let's I, I i already told wild bill plan that shit he's out doing wild bill Dude. shit yeah you know, i'm down for it as long we as we can it. plan it it ain't around holiday or something like that i'm all over it give me give me a few months to get my coins together I mean, let's get your coins together. What kind of craziness? Is, what are you talking about? He lives in yeah. California, so everything's expensive. That's yeah, fair. that's fair. And they and they operate on like what European exchanges or something? coins. What are you More talking less. about? More or less, basically, it's wild. Out there. <laughs> it's, 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 wild. it's wild out there. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. That. All right. Um, well, oh, what do you got, Kevin? I was just gonna say, close uh, this out. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, that's your job. <laughs> that uh, next summer, though, sounds like a good time to do. To do that, to go down to Florida to have peeps take us out on the water. Yeah, I'm down. I want to huh? bring my son. He'll he's he'll be 15 in April. I think he'd be a great addition, and I think we should try to do some things and make some fun. I'd love to hear her sit at a bar and have him hear some of these stories. Oh fuck yeah, man! Because yeah, man, we could do a live show. Live show. What? what can you imagine? Okay. Can hey, you man. imagine though? Can Always you imagine think about the brand? Always think about the brand. <laughs> yeah. Can you? Can you imagine? Because like, because the the stampers they live right there. Fucking. That's what I'm love, thinking. Love. Dude, everybody is in there. the southeast. Like, yeah, we're all over here. I don't Dude, know what Tennessee, the fuck y'all are doing. Dudes are in Tennessee. Yeah. All up on this. Yeah. Literally everybody is down here, where we are, where I am. 
but it's hot. Real America. And stupid. So you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I a like good the, point. That's a good, honestly, that's a I like the Ozarks. That's a cool place. I, I'd go, I'd it, it's, it, is, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. It's, 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 it's kind of, uh, I think it's not fair to call them the Ozark Mountains when you, actually, when you see actual mountains. But they are, they are so really, really, really beautiful to live in. Ozark Hills, but you know, yeah, yeah. they're still steep and you got, you know, it's hard to get up them. So we'll call them mountains. I, I think that's why they just call it the Ozarks. You know what I mean? Truth. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to go down. I'd love to spend some time getting together. Well, I'd love to hang out. Um, you know, I love these reunions and stuff, but those are like high level stuff. I'm not I ain't trying to go to Vegas, man. Like, no, I, ain't, man. I ain't interested in no Vegas. Like, that don't interest me. Literally, that's negative interest for a guy like me. I want to go fishing. <laughs> I want to go fishing. And I don't want to sit down and drink some beers. That's, that's it. I, I can do that anywhere. I've got to go to Vegas to do that crazy. Absolutely. Right okay. on. Well, on that note, I'm going to shut this thing down. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I want to remind everyone to like, listen, subscribe, and share it. Let everyone hear it. And uh, thank you for listening to Before I Forget. Kevin, you got anything? Thank you for listening to Before I Forget. Uh, Terry, do you have anything? No. I could have, you know, whatever. Whatever. Who cares? (laughs) Hey, I love you guys. I appreciate (laughs) it. Love you too, man. Love you, man. And I look forward to uh, future rendezvous. Take care and uh, be safe. Good night. Night. Night.